And good morning. It is a Thursday edition of GCR. That would make me Glenn. He would be Griffin. A lot to do on a Thursday edition of the program. Scheduled for the first time to meet five-star Maryland basketball commit Derek Queen, Baltimore native by way of the uh, Montverde Academy in Florida. I always wonder if, like, I'm over-pronouncing Montverde. Like, if you just ask somebody in Florida. You know, like, uh, it's that uh, the it's the Louisville. It might be, be Montverde. I think I've heard somebody say Montverde, yeah. but I don't think that's, like, let's, okay. Pull, peel the curtain back. Once upon a time, Kyle Ottenheimer and I got into a fight because, was it, it was Angel Pagan, correct? Angel Pagan, yeah. Yeah, r- right. But he didn't go by on hell. Or nobody called him on hell. It was always Angel. It was always Angel. Uh, isn't there an umpire named Angel Hernandez? Yes. And again. He's Angel. But you say that. If his last name's Hernandez, presumably he's Latin. Angel Hernandez. Per- presumably, then it would be Angel, right? But that's the thing. We're just saying that. We think that. We don't know. So when you look at Montverde, it's Verde for sure. That's that's what that is. But is it? But is it? The truth is, I don't actually know. I just think that's what it is because again, V E R D E is Verde. That's what it is. It's it's green. I'm assuming that means Green Mount or something along Green Mountain. Like I I don't I, I'm not I'm not fluent, but I'm just going to guess. That's what Montverde is. And yet, I'm deciding Angel that. Mm, I don't think that's right. Yeah, I don't think that's it either. Angel Pagan? Yeah, I don't think it's Angel Pagan. We could Pagan. go Angel Pagan. And I think he went by Angel. I think. And then we, Kyle and I would get into a fight because Kyle would be like, but it's not. It's on hell. I'd be like, you don't, you don't get to tell someone else what their name is. I think it's got an accent. Let me see. If I understand that, but the accent's not over the G, Chief. But if it's over the A, uh, you, would- you want to go on Maybe I think, I think it carries over. I don't know if it was over the A either. I have no idea. I haven't thought about it's, Angel yeah, Pagan. Yeah, it is over the A. It's over the A. And it's over the second A in Pagan. So gone, we think we're pretty confident. Well, I'm pretty sure it was Pagan. I'm almost certain it was Pagan. The point, the, merely the point was we don't get to decide what someone else's name is just because it makes sense to us. So what are you trying to say? It's Angel? I have no idea what it is. You think his name's Angel It's Pagan? whatever he said it was. Not what I or or anyone else. In the same way that Angel Hernandez doesn't make any sense, it would be on. But yet, if that's what he went by, that's what his name is. You, what are you doing? I was trying to. You play. are obsessed with it. Nobody cares. I was trying to see what All John sudden, Miller, how John Miller says. Oh, how is John? Well, you know, I'll listen to John Miller. That's what the. I didn't care about Rush yesterday. Oh, that's not John Miller. No, then I don't care. Is that Kuiper? No, that doesn't help us at all. It helps us in no way. Look, man, we're spending way too much time on this. No one cares. No one cares. All right. They're not going to. I don't know. They're just letting them. This is a Sportsnet Bay Area. I, this is of no help. Letting it breathe, I guess. No help whatsoever. Yeah. Unlike the idiots calling the lacrosse game the other night who were like, ah! Doing their best Howard Dean impression. <laughs> uh, um, 
look, I, I don't know what happened. I'm I'm almost certain it's Montverde, and I'm going to continue to say Montverde. But they down there might just call it the Montverde or the Montverde or the Mont, right, you know, right. who knows? Verde Academy. That that's that's their right. It's their place. It ain't mine. But it it's just the way it goes. Just the way it is. Louisville. Everybody else in the world looks at it and says, "Well, that says Louisville." And you go down there the first time, and you realize no one down there, not a single soul, thinks the name of that city is Louisville. And they almost scoff. Like, it's their way of knowing you don't know when you say Louisville. Louisville? No, Louisville. Louisville. That, no, not that either. <laughs> Louisville. That's what they say. That's the name of the city. It's the name of the school. It's the name of all of these things. The name of the, the, the bat, Louisville Slugger. Which is called Elville. You can just learn how to pronounce it, Louisville. It took me like two trips to the city to realize that's that's what it is. Now, however, when I say it, people around here are like, "What is that? What are you talking? What, about? what is you what is that? Louisville? I'm right. You're wrong. But around here, I'm wrong because everybody else is like, "Dude, what are you white trash? Louisville? Louisville? What is that? Just pronounce it correctly." I'm like, "I am. I am. I always get into a fight with people about. Uh, I hate." I hate, oh, when I hear syrup, it makes my blood boil. How do you say, how do you say uh, the, the, syrup. the red tomato sauce that you put on hot dogs? Ketchup? Yeah, okay. All right, just making sure. Wait, is there another way that people pronounce ketchup? Oh, yeah. How? I don't even want to say it. Say it. No. You're the guy, you're a guy that says bangles, so. Ketchup. People say ketchup. Ketchup? Okay. Oh, I can't stand that. Yeah. Not I, ketchup. It drives me nuts when someone says syrup. I'm like, do you think. What's the second letter in the word? I don't see a U there. If I if I say so. it, if I say maple and then it, I think I might go maple syrup just because that's more fun. But if I'm talking about syrup, then syrup, syrup. not that hard. I also don't like it's Simple a whole syrup. Yeah. I, by the way, this one drives me nuts because I'll maple ask. Maple syrup. Apparently, there is no official pronunciation of the school in Western New York, the one that lost to Army and lacrosse. Syracuse. S Y R, not where does Syracuse come from? There's no A. Just, just Q's. Syracuse. Just Q's. So I'm like, I, 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 for years, I wanted to believe that I was right and everybody else was wrong, and so I, I actually wait, did. Wait, wait, what's the difference? Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse oh, okay. is very common. I say Syracuse because there's a Y after the S. Apparently, neither one are officially correct. There is no official pronunciation. Syracuse. Yes, Syracuse. That would be even. I guess that would be an even more pronounced. What are we doing? We were talking about Derek Queen. Derek Queen's joining the show from what I believe to be the Montverde Academy. I don't know that, but it's what I believe. Um, I'm going to go Montverde. Just to be an a-hole. It's just shorter. It's shorter you don't know how to say bit. the name of the football team in Cincinnati. The Bengals? Oh, God. That's, they, that's what they are. It's, no, They've it's always not. been the Bengals. They've never been, ever, at any point. How do you say the name of the team in Jacksonville? The Jaguars? Say it again. The Jaguars? The Jaguars? Definitely not the Jaguars. I think I'm trying to think definitely of when I learned thing. how to spell that. Because definitely, I want to say maybe like through second or third grade, but, I, I mean, write Jaguars. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's probably the case, but you were in second or third grade. So maybe settle down on whether or not that matters. Although the, the car, of course, is pronounced Jaguar. 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 Stupid. Um. Speaking of football, Andrew Voorhees is going to join us this morning. Ravens offensive lineman. Remember, he missed the entirety of the first season as we try to figure out what the offensive line. We're all thinking about 
there's already likely to be changes because Kevin Zeitler's probably not going to be back. John Simpson might not be back. How does Andrew Voorhees fit into that? And where's he at health-wise? Remember when we talked after the draft, he was like, I'm not giving up on the season. Of course, he he never ended up coming back to play, but could he have? Was, was there a possibility? Like, We'll talk to Andrew Voorhees about where he is and how he might fit in moving forward for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, also later on in the show, I unfortunately the game doesn't matter and neither of these teams are good, like it's a bummer, but um, Perry Hall's own Anthony Walker uh, is finishing up his collegiate career at Indiana and gets to come back home and play on Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yes. At Maryland, so we will catch up with Anthony Walker as well. Today's show is brought to you by Superbook, superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. When you do, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose from Superbook. You can take Drew's golf betting tips, or everybody in baseball hot and bothered today because Paul Skeens versus Jackson Holiday. To lead off, Jackson Holiday leading off today against Paul Skeens in the bottom of the first inning. That's a little delicious matchup for a spring training game. Orioles minus 170 favorites at home. Also, they're a wagon in spring training. Total in that game is 8.5 with Paul Skeens on the mound. What kind oh. of disrespect is that? It's a lot. No, it's respect to is the it, Orioles. Who's going for the Birds? Is it Cor- Corbin Burns already? It Kramer? Again? No, Kramer was yesterday. I think it's Burns again. I think it's, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's back around, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Skeens versus Burns. Yeah, Corbin Burns. And, and I guess eight we, get and to, a half. we get to listen to it. Uh, or some people get to listen to it. Yeah, if you have an MLB TV subscription, you can listen to it. The Orioles aren't providing a broadcast of any Burns. sort. This is a great um, lineup. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the Birds. So, yeah, you went in on Kobe that. Kobe Mayo batting sixth. You went in on that. Kobe Mayo's been hot. You went in on that. Go to uh, Superbook.com. Download that Superbook app. Hopefully you didn't bet on Maryland last night like we told you not to because I backed all I was all, all it was all over Northwestern until I saw Ty Berry was out. And yeah. I was like, something's not right here. Yeah, right. I'm just not and then Northwestern, you know. Well, it would be nice if Maryland was capable of making a shot. That would be swell. What did they finish? Two for twenty. Oh my gosh. They was they at least two for twenty from three. I think they were two for twenty though, like there was still a few I had, left. I don't know why I was watching. Because I'm the guy that like won't watch bad, like, but yet I guess just because. Oh, you know what? Here's what happened. Mrs. Clark wanted to watch something awful, right? I I don't remember what it was. Something that I had zero interest in. You well, know, it wasn't like, Survivor because you would have o- watched Ocean's that. Thirteen or some nonsense. Like she wanted to watch some movie that she's watched. Mrs. Clark Poseidon. has has like a set of twenty movies that she just watches constantly. These are just her movies. Respect. You know? And it's random. It's like you can't, the blind side, memoirs of a geisha. Like it's it makes no. So whatever I, whatever it was, I don't remember which one it was. Before dinner last night, she was talking about watching this movie, and I was like, I have no interest in that. So I had to fake that I needed to watch the Maryland game, so that that movie couldn't go on our TV screen. Smart, smart. So. Put the kids to bed. It's like halftime. I have every opportunity to say, "Why would I continue to watch this?" She's now she's retired to the the bedroom at this point. She's either going to watch the movie on the TV in there, or just Mrs. Clark does, like likes to read and fall asleep at like eight thirty if she can. Like she's that type of person. 
So I had every opportunity. I now had the living room TV to myself. I could have just flipped to something else. But for some effing reason, I think I was just focused on whatever whatever prep. I, mean, I think it was, was it was like ten to eight, twelve minutes into the game. It was. Like, I mean, it was just a, it was dreadful. Everything about it was dreadful. It was awful. But I could have flipped, and I didn't. Like it's it, like watching a car accident. I'm like, know? what? What is going on? Why am I still watching this? And I I kept watching it in a way. I think you their, wanted to watch their futility was mesmerizing. Yeah. I'm not kidding. They're, the the wide open threes. And Northwestern, not even like, you know, when they notice somebody's open and they re- rush out to try to. Well, you they're that, not even bothering to do that. You knew that kid Martinelli was having a career night. You, Is that what it was? You yeah. had to watch. He, did, he, had, uh, he had a night. Oh, God. Um, it's what it is. There's nothing I can say about it. The Maryland lost. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. Because they're going to run the table in the Big Ten. Right. So it exactly doesn't matter. right. All of a sudden, they're going to show up. Where is it this year? Chicago, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. They're going to show up in Minnesota and remember how to shoot. Oi, oi, oi. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, that it's fun today. It, it's a real shame that there's no television for Paul Skeens versus Jackson Holiday. It's only like the thing everybody in baseball is talking about today. Why would there be any way to watch it? That would be. That would be a, Past two a, number ones. a good idea. That would be a good thing. I've always wondered why baseball didn't doesn't step in. Yeah, like, like MLB why Network, doesn't not even just MLB Network? Well, they could just like be like, you know, we're no, in Florida, I, just pick a city to go. Sure, to. there's yeah. that. Well, I think today is when they're airing their like spring training tour with the Orioles anyway. Oh, okay. So, and yet they're not. <laughs> I, I've always wondered why Major League Baseball, like every. NFL team broadcasts their preseason games. Now, I get it. They're A, at home. There's only three of them now. There was only ever four of them at most. I understand it's a significant difference, but I've always wondered why Major League Baseball didn't step in and say, guys, what are we doing? You broadcast the games. What? Or if that's, that's a requirement of being an owner. You want to be an owner? Your deal, if you have a media deal, then it has to involve broadcasting spring training games. To say that, like, there's a way to do this. Whoever the home team is in the spring training has to provide a broadcast. And the other team can take the video feed of the home team's broadcast and use it for their own or can make the home team's broadcast. Whatever it is, however they want to try to go about saving money, this is nuts. It really is badass every time I think about it. Division three lacrosse teams broadcast all of their games. Today, Paul Skeens is facing Jackson Holiday. It's the thing in baseball. Like, baseball people are talking about Paul Skeens and Jackson Holiday, and there's no way for anyone to watch it. It's insanity. And I get it, it doesn't actually matter. And I've defended the fact that, like, there isn't really money to be made on spring training broadcasts. I, I've said before, like, I, it's a bizarro world because I'll actually try to talk through the entirety of the conversation, but I still come back to, you still have to do it! You make so much money if you can't identify that something is a potential lost leader, that you have something today that people would be interested in. And might make more people in the world know who Jackson Holiday is and maybe go purchase a jersey 
or be more interested in him when he gets to the major leagues. Like, this is the... Your brain explodes. Particularly in a city where we have no hockey team, where we have no NBA team. Like, this is it? I, I mean, I, I get it. In Washington, they don't have a, an NBA team. They kind of have a hockey team. Sort of. Yeah, every now and then. I mean, they have a player. Like, that's that's what they've got. Well, he doesn't. Like, I mean, he's, he was good again recently. I, it's just, oh, it's so mind-numbing, man. It's just so mind-numbing because I, I, I want to try to find a way to defend it. And I do. I get it. I get their argument is just it's not profitable. It must have been miserable the last, like, ten years. Like, now that we care again, like, just. Uh, yeah, but even when, they, I, I would say the had... argument, even when the team was bad, the, la- the those few years leading up, People still wanted to see Adley Rutschman. Yeah, I made the argument then that they were fa- they were failing to not figure out a way on nights the Orioles were off to put. I still I would I stand by this. I might have even mentioned it in the. I don't even know. I'm not gonna remember what all I put in my advice for David Rubenstein. The new print issue of Press Box is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, you can read it all at pressboxonline.com. Um, inside this issue, we were asked to give some advice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just made a, a broader statement about Masson. Um, and, and I, it's all encompassing. I don't think, I, I know that I've been the one to say, hey, cable networks are dying. And they're going to. All of these, within 30 years... Much like I've said, the running back position is going to die. There will be no cable networks anymore. We're still fighting about it, and now people are making the, oh, I see you're bundling that. Sounds a lot like cable. Cable itself is dying. The difference is, I don't have, you can make fun of this sports bundle that they're going to offer, this ESPN, Fox, Warner Sports, Time Warner Sports bundle. But the truth is, it's all sports. They're not trying to force home and garden TV in on that as well. I, I get it when you say, huh, in the end, I'm not sure if this really is a better deal than Kim. We'll find that out. Here's what I know. When I had cable and not ESPN+, I didn't get to watch Maryland baseball games at Charlotte next weekend or Loyola Towson lacrosse the other night. ESPN Plus, for me, as an ardent sports fan, and a college sports fan in particular, is well worth it because I'll watch more college basketball and lacrosse and baseball and even football games that aren't on TV. So it's better than what I had on cable. Now, if you're not, and I get it, I speak for me, I don't speak for every. A lot of people would only watch the games that we broadcast on cable anyway. Like they're like, dude, I don't really like that. I like the NBA, and I like, I only like the big ones, which sounds sus as I say that out loud. Sounds like well, we knew that. Yeah. Sounds like Tiger King and what he said in order to convince his husband that he was gay. Um, I'm uh, I'm sold because it, it includes True TV. So yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm in. I don't know that it includes True TV. I'm looking at the press I think it includes it the sports that are broadcast on True TV. And, well, let's see if... I don't know that it includes... Like, this bundle includes Impractical Jokers. All right, well, they better if they want my money. Right, I know. You're a big Impractical Jokers fella. I, cable's going to be dead, but I don't think Masson, as an idea, should die. And where Masson has failed 
is they've had every opportunity to step in and become the hub for Baltimore sports video and live events, and they've just never have. They've never cared to. For a little while, they had a partnership with the Ravens, and then that disappeared, and for nothing. Like, the Ravens didn't go somewhere else. They just sort of said, we'll have our app, and, you know, maybe you can find some of our shows on Channel 11 at, like, midnight or something like that. Like, there's no hub for ball. Instead, Masson has simply been pay your way on to broadcast. If you, like, NC State wants to broadcast their coach's show, they can pay us some money, and we'll put it on. Nobody in Baltimore will watch, but if they convince themselves there's 20 NC State alums that live here that might go out of their way to try to find it, then maybe and they'll... Plus, Masson goes down to North Carolina, doesn't Yeah, it? that's true, because yeah, of so. the Orioles' TV rights. So in that way, it's valuable to them. That's fair. But nobody in Baltimore gives right, a rat's right. ass. Nobody in Baltimore will ever watch the NC State-Duke football show. But Masson, it's about making money, right? Like, if these schools are willing to pay to broadcast their content, then they'll take it. And that's been the deal here. If some of the local schools want to pay to put games on Masson, they can. Masson's never been interested in trying to be the Baltimore sports hub, the place that people go to in order to find Baltimore sports video content, where it's had every opportunity. Monumental's doing a better... Not in what way? I don't know. Well, they have, like, Towson games on. and They have some Towson games on, and that's neat, but they don't do any Baltimore sports content. Like, they used to. Well, they do more than Madison, once upon I guess, a time. Well. Only because they don't. They just air some Towson games. They don't. There's no Ravens coverage. There's no Orioles coverage. There's nothing like that. Um, they just air some Towson games, which is neat. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but simply by airing the Orioles games, Madison does more. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. All yeah, right, a right, lot right. more. It's not close. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I appreciate the fact that Towson games, some of them, can be on, viewed on television. I think that's a good thing, and I hope that that continues. I gave Towson a lot of credit when I had some conversations with their higher-ups. I think they've done a, a much better job. Um, they got a big uh, lacrosse game against uh, UMBC on Saturday. Go check it out. And then Virginia after that at home. That's a big one. Go check that out. Um, I, I think that Masson should survive in whatever capacity it is, as an app, as a to be a, a, a hub for Baltimore sports fans seeking video either live or video content coverage, a studio show about Baltimore sports. For years, Masson was trying to do these stupid... God bless the people involved. They were trying to do studio shows that were about the Orioles and Nationals, and there is, like, there's like six people that that particular type of show is for, that live in D.C. No one in Baltimore has any interest in watching an Orioles Nationals television show. It is for no one. But a Baltimore sports show might be. I think Masson should survive in that way. I think there should be additional effort put into whatever Masson ends up becoming. I don't think that it should just go away the way that other teams are now. I see the Diamondbacks are offering like a 99-95 if you want to stream all their games for the year. It's a pretty good deal. It's a great – if, if you're a Diamondbacks fan, and particularly if you don't live in the market, or if you're a Diamondbacks fan that's cut the co- – I don't even know what their situation is because I think they were on one of the Bally uh, networks. Yeah. So I don't know if that's they just – like, They might have been like – I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they were. 
it, it sounds enticing to everybody. Stream all the games for a certain number. But I don't want Masson to go away. I want it to get better. I, I want it to be a thing that people associate with Baltimore sports. We are to assume that at some point in this process, Masson, the, or the Orioles will lose the Nationals' TV rights. And everyone in Baltimore will say, because no one in Baltimore cares. As I said before, some people in D.C., there are a handful that are both Nationals and Orioles fans. They just never gave up on the Orioles and the Nationals came in because they grew up rooting for the Orioles. And, you know, now have their own team, so they just kind of root for both. And they say, well, hey, you know, one's in one league, one's in the other league. They, They only play each other so frequently. And there's a handful of people in D.C., that will miss out on something, but no one in, you have the opportunity to take a market that's a top 25 market and dominate it with great coverage and teams and stories and all of that sort of stuff. I get it. We are so, boy, I, we went we down a road. I was just trying to talk about Paul Skeens and Jackson Holiday. I don't know what happened here. Colton Wong's an Oriole too. God bless. There's an opportunity here is my point. We shouldn't abandon Masson. We should make Masson better. Try to repair the relationship with the Ravens. I get it. Teams anymore are just going to say, well, we want our content on our... Maybe offer to let the Ravens buy a part of Masson. Probably not going to get a lot of money for it. It's cable network at this point. Those things aren't worth much money. I think it should be better. And part of being better is, is this. Have the content available. There is so much desire right now to see Paul Skeens versus Jackson Holiday, and I can make fun of it in a way, right? Because it's not real. But it is interesting. If it was on, I wouldn't watch the whole game today. But if it was on, I sure as hell would watch the first inning. I would. It hooked me, too. When I saw that yesterday, people started talking about it. I was like, oh, I get it. That's cool. That feels real. That I mean, that feels like that's exciting. It's not because it's a World Series preview. It's not even because they'll actually be fully trying. It's just... It, we're starving. <laughs> we're desperate. Football season's over. We don't have any other teams. This is what we got. Maryland basketball's dreadful. They went two for a billion from three last night. This is what we have. And we hear Jackson Holiday, Paul Skeens. That's why, like, the World Baseball World Baseball Classic kind of worked a little bit. Like, when you have Otani versus Trout. As long as you don't try to pretend it's something that it isn't. Like, that's the thing. Like, everybody thinks that I'm just a hater. I'm like, no, I, I hate pretending. Acknowledge it's an exhibition contest and not really like a World Cup of baseball. And say, well, hey, it just feels more fun than spring training. Yes, I'm with you. It feels more fun than spring training, but don't pretend like it's a legitimate competition. Let's just, I, I'm, I'm okay with things. I just need to be realistic about it. I'm not trying to tell you that Paul Skeens versus Jackson Holiday is a, leg- is a real competition. It's still fun. We'd still watch. We want to see it. 
I'm yelling to avoid. I'm just I'm I'll always be stunned that baseball doesn't step in and say you you want to own a team. You got to do this, bare minimum. You have to do this. It's it's bizarre to me. It I mean it really is bizarre that Major League Baseball hasn't said we we got to do something about this. Today you have the opportunity to 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 like steal interest. This is a real thing. And and again, I mean, like the Orioles will have some camera. There'll probably be some video of this that'll go up later. I guess, I assume. Whatever, I mean, if if something interesting happens anyway. If it's a ground out, I don't know that they'll put up video of that. But that's, it, it almost makes it more bizarre. Like, you're taking video. Everybody's, it's like, it's part of the reason why we knew we could broadcast all these college games. Is like, all of the coaches were getting their own video. Like, if you're doing this, why not just broadcast it? There was a blizzard a year ago, and Maryland had to play a lacrosse game inside Cole Fieldhouse with no spectators, and they figured out a way to broadcast it. Old man yelling at Cloud. I don't, I, I don't know what just happened here. Colton Wong. That's what happened. Colton Wong's an Oriole. I have nothing to say about it. Nothing. What's the take I'm supposed to offer about Colton Wong? We've heard of him. End of list. And that's what I got for you about Colton Wong. Uh, I believe he played in the uh, the Ripken World Series in Aberdeen one year when he was a young man, which uh, was neat. When I was used to work for uh, uh, Ripken Baseball every summer, we would bring that up, the success that the Ripken World Series had. And Colton Wong, now an Oriole, and who knows? Maybe he'll make the team. I have no idea. I, I don't know where there is room for more guys to make this team. You know, short of injury. As we talked about last week with Stan, like they already had a roster crunch. There's a world in which either Hessen Kersat or Colton Kowser probably won't make the team just because there's no at-bats available, which seems crazy. Kobe Mayo's tearing it up in spring, and nobody thinks there's a path for him to like force his way onto the roster. Which is a good thing. That part, unquestionably good. All right, we taking a break? Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. It is the postseason in high school hoops, and if you're playing Pick'em, or if you're interested in playing Pick'em, you need to get to County Sports Zone, countysportszone.com, as they offer a great Pick'em contest. Get your picks in, see where you stand on the leaderboard. It's all brought to you by Toyota, County Sports Zone, offering you Pick'em right now, countysportszone.com. I think we're catching up with Andrew Voorhees next, Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Jeremy Kahn. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Discover your next favorite beer crafted in the heart of Charm City. At Guilford Hall Brewery, we believe beer should be flavorful and easy to enjoy. Our meticulously crafted lagers and ales are derived from centuries-old European brewing traditions, a staple for both the seasoned beer aficionado or a novice hophead. Experience beer styles that dare to showcase the exceptionality of simplicity. Visit our restaurant and brewery at 1611 Guilford Avenue or view our menu and tap map online at guilfordhall.com. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. One of the things that's definitely wrong with this country is that this dude still has a job somehow, some way. Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program. Hey, sometimes uh, things don't happen. That's all I can tell you. Sometimes things just don't. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Unfortunately, Andrew Voorhees won't be able to join us this morning. All good. Not the end of the world. I wish I could tell you why. I can't. It's just, just not happening. That's the way it goes. The way it goes sometimes, and uh, you you move forward. We'll get into uh, fighting words instead. Boy, what a replacement. Ooh, all right. What a replacement. Some we'll say in, it is a... We'll get into that in a second. Before we do that, Griffin, why don't you tell everybody what's going on at the Green Turtle? Uh, over at the Green Turtle, every Thursday, that is today, they are offering you a free $10 bet just for showing up at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. You can use it on whatever you'd like. I saw Towson, uh, they are double-digit favorites. I think it was around 11 or 11 and a half. Yeah, A&T tonight, right? Yes, against A&T. I think, I, I think it is a good spot for them to bounce back after a very, very uh, rough outing against Charleston at home. Uh, so I, I do I think I I think I, uh, I'm leaning towards the Tigers at the moment. Uh, right. I like them. I like them tonight. Uh, so you can use that free $10 bet. You can use it on whatever you like. 
uh, and experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet and make some money while enjoying some food and maybe some college basketball tonight at the Turtle. All right, very good. Yeah, for better or for worse, let's do this. It's Fighting Words with Griffin Bats. It'd be nice if it was at least like an exciting week. It's not even an yeah. exciting week. There's like nothing here. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's time for a, Fighting Words. This is where we let Griffin talk about what's going on in the world of the fight game. And unfortunately, for the most part, the answer uh, this you week know, is... You know, Jake Paul's fighting. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. So nothing, then. So nothing, then. Uh, Amanda Serrano is the main event in that. So nothing, then. Over on the zone. Yeah. The, the Fighting Words is brought to you this week by Goose Flights. It's available all over town, available in cans at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, also available in cans at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane, and at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton, available in cans and Sixers at Guilford Hall Brewery. And the Costas Inn and Sixers and Cases available at the Wine Source in Hamden. 198 from every can sold. Yeah, you're saving the world. I think we're saying this. I've decided I'm going to change the way I go about promoting Goose Flights Lager. You're drinking beer and saving the world. I think that's all I needed to say. All right. Pressboxonline.com slash Goose Flights. You want to find out. 198 from every can sold will go to benefit the Goose Flights Foundation, the great work they're doing to provide non-emergency medical transport for those in need. Saving the planet. Society as a whole is being saved because you're enjoying a beer. You can also, today's the final day for Ooh. you to sign up for uh, the win up to $1,000 in Baltimore sports ticket credit. Go to pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights in order to do that. All right. What, so, yeah. Uh, well, UFC um, Mexico was last weekend. You were was, excited about I it. I was excited. It, it was, was a great card. I had a lot, sure. of, I had a lot of fun uh, uh, watching that card. I mean, unfortunately, nothing really too notable, you know, kind of happened just because it was a bunch of, like, you know, kind of middle-tier fighters, but they were all put on really good flights. Brian Ortega uh, did take Yair Rodriguez to T-City. He tri- triangled him in the, in the third round. Um, so that made uh, that was probably the most notable win, I guess. It made featherweight, you know, a little bit more interesting. Uh, you kind of have to figure out what to do with Alexander Volkanovsky after after losing to Ilya Teporia, uh, Max Holloway, and Brian Ortega. Now all are kind of in that bunch where they've all lost to Volk, um, and you could probably give them Teporia. Most far, Evlev is another guy that's kind of sitting out there, sitting sitting uh, right behind those guys. He's he's undefeated with that at 18 18 and 0 record. Josh Emmett uh, is coming off of. You know he's coming off of a knockout win too, so uh, kind of makes featherweight pretty a, a lot more interesting. Um, you know, got to figure out, got to figure out what's going to be next for uh, for Teporia. Two weeks, uh, two weeks ago after uh, beating Alexander Volkanovski, which was again that was that was very shocking. Uh, Royville beat Brandon Moreno uh, via decision. Um, you know, it, it it wasn't really any controversy there. It was uh, Brandon Moreno probably could have uh, you know switched on a gear if he wanted to, but he didn't really seize the opportunity to try to go out there and win this fight in the in the fifth round. So Brandon Royville got the win. That just kind of All right, we got to talk about something that people care about. We right. can't we flyweight division is kind of stalled now just because we got Pantoja's beaten. Did I see that Ryan Garcia wants to fight Sean O'Malley? Uh, I mean, yeah. He is does. that a thi- is that really a thing? I like, mean, is like it? I I would uh, yeah I would I would expect that uh, to 
happen, you know, not in the not, U- in the UFC. No, oh, in the UFC. You think it's going to be a boxing? I would think so. I would think it'd be a boxing. Because I thought he said he would fight him in the UFC. I mean, yeah, he can say whatever he wants. Wait, but they, like, why wouldn't they? The UFC's carnival barking now. Like, it's not real. They're not, why wouldn't they allow for that? They, 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 you, I mean, you're, I know you're mad about the CM Punk thing. It's not just CM Punk. They let the what's his? They let a. a it's not the first boxer they've let. Cut. Who was the guy? Brock, no. No. <laughs> oh God. Um. Um. Oh Jesus. It was a main event fight. It was a. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, it, and and Sean, but Sean O'Malley's fought. like, like he's uh, like him and his training partner are making like videos on, on uh, on social media and and you know James kind of- Tony. James Tony fought in a UFC fight. Hang on a second. All right, all right. I mean, I, I yeah, I believe you. Yeah, I mean, I some people he fought Randy Couture in oh. 2010 in the co-main event in a heavyweight fight. That there Again, was no was 14 years ago. Griffin, you're acting like they've gotten more legitimate since then. I mean, stop. I know uh, you're a fan. I understand. I'm not mad at you for being a fan. But there's zero reason. Of course, because he's not a UFC. He's not a mixed martial artist. He's a boxer. That's always what was going to happen. But they're carnival barkers. Wasn't the main event? It was the co-main event. Sounds like it was a main event. There's no reason for them not to let it happen. They don't care. It would get eyeballs. That's all they it care would get about. Eyeballs, yes. So um, why wouldn't they do it in the UFC? Uh, it'd be funny. If Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley would. I mean, Sean O'Malley is not known for his grappling at all. He'd probably uh, be able to. So you choke him out pretty pretty quickly. Oh, I think, okay. I would think. Yeah. If all I mean, was, I think boxing would be more interesting. I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> between if, the two. Like Ryan Garcia, if he's ever trained in anything besides just being a boxer, I, I couldn't tell. You. I, I don't. I, I mean, I agree. I, I, I have no reason. Say, I shouldn't say. I, I have anything, no reason to think but, that he would. <laughs> I I am. Um, but yeah, Ryan Garcia. I guess you know he's trying. He's trying to get himself something. Whether you know fight fight Tank again or fight you know I don't know Devin Haney. Uh, because because Devin Haney is is giving it is giving it life. He keeps he keeps uh you know saying things about Garcia calling out Sean O'Malley. So uh, I it think seems it's, like they're only talking about as being a UFC fight. Like it seems like everywhere I'm looking, it's just being discussed as being a UFC fight. Not as a. I'm. I would say I, I. I'm at a point where I think. Ninety nine percent. I. I sure that this wouldn't happen in the UFC. Why? Because because the, I mean because it'd be ridiculous. He's he's the current. You keep belt, saying he's the current that. Belt holder. Why would that for stop Dana White? Why is ridiculous the word that you think is going to be the end of this? Um, because I guess I, this unlike is like you. I'm still a, I'm, what, I'm a young uh, what? MMA fan. Oh, so. so you still think there's some legitimacy to what you're watching? Uh, I don't think I don't think that. I know that there's legitimacy. Yeah, there's to definitely it. not that. You're wrong about that. I'm trying to think of an ex- you another. Think was, you think it was all scripted? You know, having I, I don't know that it's Volkanovsky all. I don't know that it's all scripted. I just know that they're willing to do whatever would bring attention. But they don't really care. They will make sure that uh, they get something that makes money. I, I guess the point would be somebody would, you would com- somebody would compare it to Connor Floyd, but Floyd never actually suggested that he was going to like, yeah, train in MMA and, right. and, and get in an octagon. Yeah. If if Ryan Garcia is willing to do like say or at least willing to say he will, I don't understand what they don't have to make it a title fight. They can just say we're doing a fight. Watch it. That's all we do anymore. By the way, Netflix is so lazy. They legitimately have a category now. When you like pull up your Netflix app, it just says "just click play." Just random. Just random. That doesn't mean everything. anything. Like 
They, I, how is that any different than any other category? It just says just click play. And that is exactly what this would be. Just watch it or don't. Uh, whatever. I don't. I have no idea why you think they wouldn't do this. Um, I think the only question it's, is because it's stupid. Of course, it's stupid. Obviously, it's stupid. You're gonna learn a hard lesson. I, yeah. I, the only real question is how legitimate it is. Like, is it is it real on Ryan Garcia's part, or is he just looking for attention? Right. Like, I think I think it's that's that. that's I, the only. They could still do this down the road. It's like, the only real question about it to me is. Does Ryan Garcia actually want to do this, or is he just trying to get attention at a time where... How old is Ryan Garcia now? I mean, he's still like, good-looking. Yeah, like, I think he's still popular on Instagram. He's young, though, isn't he? Uh, he's 20... Yeah, he's 25. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this... I guess I shouldn't say 99, but, like, but like, like, yeah, this could happen down the road easily when Sean O'Malley is... Maybe his title run is... How old is, is Sean O'Malley? Is over now. He's still, he's still pretty young, too. Um, He's definitely younger than 30. Oh, he's 29. Um... So I mean, yeah, I think this could happen. I don't think this is happening anytime soon, unless it unless they make it a boxing match, because they're both still in the very prime of their careers. Well, on, so only if, th- again, if you, on, it, there would be no points to you, doing you, an you MMA. Keep, thing I keep separating two this, different things. This. There's no reason for the UFC to say no to it. The only question is: Is Ryan Garcia like legitimate? Like, is he actually interested in having a UFC fight with Sean O'Malley, or is he just running his mouth for attention? If he's running his mouth for attention, then no, it won't happen, right? And it's working. If that, I think that's a hundred percent certainly part of what he's doing. Because nobody knows who these other fighters are. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I know you like that. It, it, you know, what'd be cool is if Sean O'Malley was like, you know what? When I challenge Marab, you know, to the to the bantamweight uh, title, I'll, I'll that'll be the main event. And on the opening uh, fight of the main card, I will also fight Ryan Garcia. MMA. Okay, so he'll fight okay, twice. Do the bu- he'll be he'll be double, the double. He'll dip. beat Ryan Garcia in two minutes. They should have, wrap they, him up in two minutes. Maybe they then, should uh, have a Cam Newton fight. Maybe they should try to make that happen somehow. All right. What what so, so was, anti, what was the other uh, thing? Uh, the PFL uh, Bellator yeah. thing happened over the weekend. Um, it was PFL's event, uh, but Bellator certainly dominated. Uh, uh, all of the their champions versus champions thing, except if it weren't for uh, so what for happened non- in the Ryan Bader fight, uh, he got starched in twenty. So that was the only one that the that the P- that the Ban- Bellator guy lost. How about that? So so what happens now? Uh, nothing. But I thought that was a fight to get a a shot at Francis. Uh, I mean, yes, yeah. So luckily we'll see Fahir. But Francis is fighting next week. His boxing next weekend against Anthony Joshua. Um, boxing. What do you what what what, what, what would you like to call it? He's dancing is what I probably would have liked to call it. What are the odds? I'll take uh, Ngannou to get a knockout go, here. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. This is, I uh, mean, he might. Who knows if it's real? Um, yeah, there was really unfor- – not really. I mean, it was a good card if you if you paid $50 to watch this uh, PFL Bellator thing. Uh, Yoel Romero at 46 year, year, years old did get a win over Tiago Santos. Um, otherwise, yeah, just a, just a slow week <laughs> MMA-wise. Can't do Ryan Sean Garcia and Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley's trying to do his best. Uh, he fights next weekend against right. uh, against. That's two ninety nine next weekend. Yes, two ninety nine next weekend against Cheeto Vera. That's, that's a great card. Any, yeah, anything Very else on excited. that card that matters? Yes, there is. But um, like matters, not you like. Um. All right. Yeah. You're, all right, all right. Next week I, you I, can. I see, I see what you're saying. Next week you can tell me about the things. Dustin that you Poirier's like. fighting. Okay. All right. Benoit Saint Denis. Kevin. Holl- oh, so Michael Venom Page is uh, making his UFC debut. I mean, none of this is going to get me to watch. Like I'm sorry. the 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 tra- like the preview trailer thing they did for Michael Venom Page last week. Weekend on on the Mexico card, uh, 
it was incredible. They made Michael Venom Page look like a like straight up guy out of a out of a out of Street Fighter like a video game. Like right. he right. his knockout his uh, his highlight reel was pretty incredible. He's fighting Kevin Holland, so that'll be good. Gilbert Burns is uh is fighting Peter Yan is fighting Song Yedong. That's always a good one. Curtis Blades and Jaelton Almeida is the heavyweight uh, feature prelim. So that's a free fight for you. Um, yeah, I I, I mean I uh, I'm telling you it's a great card. Uh, this weekend's okay. card not good. Not good at all. What Shem- is Shamil Gaziev Ooh. versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike? I've heard of him. You have heard of him. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gaziev Brazilian, is one of those. Right? He is, uh, no, he's uh, no. Cameroonian. Well, I was close. <laughs> Gaziev is. <laughs> Same hemisphere. Bahrainian. Um, it's it's probably the, the odds are close. But Can I you make some money for us or not? Gaziev will probably win. I think he's around minus one forty or fifty, right? Or last I okay. saw was. Um, you're not otherwise. I thought, I thought you're gonna build like, of, a, like right, a. Let's see. Let's see what I can build for you. Because there's everyone is a heavy favorite is the problem on this on this mm-hmm. card. Mohamed Makayev is fighting. Uh, like he's the only interesting thing on the card really because he's undefeated. He's a British fighter, but he was born in Russia. Um, he's fighting Alex Perez, uh, but he should he should take he should beat Perez pretty easily. Perez right, so Gaziev is minus one seventy. You're putting him on your um yeah might as well just because Jarzinho has not done good at all against uh, these heavyweights that can wrestle and that's exactly what Gaziev is going to do. All right, put something else in there. Um, Makayev, I mean he's a minus four hundred at this point probably, but uh. But yeah, I'd li- I minus three fifty. Like- oh, perfect. Okay, that'll give you a little bit extra. So that gets you. You got plus money now. Really, just we the two of plus them. Plus one hundred four, right there. Um, let's see who else is on this card. Ludovic Klein. I didn't even see that got added to this card. Uh, that guy, uh, J- Javid Basharat at minus eight hundred. He's he's pretty much a lock. <laughs> so you're just throwing that on for fun. Yeah, I will throw that one on. Umar Nurmagomedov is another uh, intriguing. I wouldn't put him on the on the parlay here just because there's no there's so no value at minus twelve hundred. Um, but he's also he's a cousin of Habib Umar Nurmagomedov. They all are, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Um, but he's got that Habib in him though, where like I'm not sure if he's ever gonna like it's gonna take forever for him to get to a title. He's a, he's a 135er. All right. Um, so I've got Gaziev, Makayev, and Basharat on a card. And it's Makayev, plus one. Yes. Makayev, whatever it is, plus one thirty. Yeah, I like is that. that? Right. I like that. There you yeah. go. That's Griffin's official. Try to make some money on it. Basharat, Makayev. By the way, if Griffin doesn't like the card. It's got to be the stinkiest thing that's ever. Towson plays at two on Saturday. This, I, this again. This is an Apex card that starts at one p.m. Like this is. But one p.m. local time or one p.m. One p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time. The the main card starts at four Eastern time. It's it's ridiculous. That is a weird bit. Like Makayev is a the, weird Makayev bit. is the biggest like prospect on this. Is card. that because these uh, fighters are all Eastern European and so they're lining um, it up? Yeah, I guess that. I guess that that, that, to... that probably has okay. something to do with it. Um, all right. But yeah, Umar Nurmagomedov is. Another name to that that sticks out, but again, it's probably gonna like because he's fought once in the past like two years. He was supposed to headline a fight. I, I, like it doesn't make any sense. This is the other thing too. The I direction will, he's going. I, he was I, supposed to headline in Nashville against Corey Sanhagen last summer. He uh, undisclosed illness or or injury, and he hasn't fought since January of last year. Um, so he's going from headlining uh, a Nashville card against a top five bantamweight to now he's fighting a guy that's making his UFC debut. It doesn't make any sense. That will, the the direction that they're taking Umar. So he's now he's gonna he's gonna beat this guy and and not fight again for another eighteen months. It doesn't make it's got nothing to add. <laughs> I have no no possible way to add to that thought process. I will add. Here's what I will add. In general, and we talked about this like the the worlds of fighting. Like when they do events in October and November, like the plan everything for now between the the Super Bowl and the start of the basketball playoffs. That's your window. Uh, for UFC to... Dump everything in there. 
Now, if you want to create another window between the end of the NBA Finals and the start of football season, I'll listen to that as a secondary window, right? Like, you got two windows where you have the opportunity to catch the attention. I've got time today, and all Griffin's got for me is, hey, this card sucks. I, I'm not. I ta- I'm not mad at you. I wish I could make an argument. I'm not mad at you. I really wish you make cards that I would never care about. You try to sell me on them. It, it must suck. This is your window, man. Like this is your opportunity yeah, to get somebody to really, care. And that was kind of uh, that was the point. Like Mexico was fantastic. Like the crowd was great. The, all the fights were great. And even like and they still kind of they still even when they do something right they still screw it up because they have Moreno and Royville as the main event. They were setting themselves up to lose because Pantoja was in the building, uh, the current flyweight champion, and there was no point in setting up a, a, tr- a third fight because he's beaten both of those guys twice. So whoever won this fight between Moreno and Royville, it, it wasn't going to make sense for them to be next anyway. It's going to be Amir Abazi or something. So it didn't make any sense. Like they should have, I guess they should have made or- Ortega the the main event because then you could still have built something with with Taporia. Uh, potentially, that's probably not going to happen next. But you could have built something with Taporia against the winner of of this fight, of the Ortega Rodriguez fight, and they just kind of dropped the ball because Pantoja was there. Royville was trying to get him to come into the octagon, but he's already beat Royville twice. There's no reason for him to to fight Royville again. So it doesn't. It was just that's what I was thinking. I was like, come on, man, what are we doing here? They can't. Yeah, Sorry. UFC is uh, it. I might be a sinking ship. I don't know. Oh, it's it's oh, I, I uh, what a moment just occurred here. It, it's, it's just, I didn't know we were getting always there. disappointing unless it's unless it's one of their pay-per-views. It you always I feel like you almost always walk away disappointed. Boy, it's so you, you're not disappointed so, with the paper. So depressing. Was. All right. All right. That's fighting words. That was exciting. Jake Paul's fighting uh, tomorrow night again. Fighting Saturday night. But I, fighting. It's 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 a fight. Stop it. All right, ESPN Plus card as well, a top-ranked card on Saturday night. Oh, boy. Real real sorry I'll miss it. I'll be too busy doing anything else. Anything else at all. All right, we come back in. We're scheduled to be joined. Fingers crossed. Derek Queen, uh, five-star incoming uh, Maryland basketball commit. And if not, we might just give up for the day. (laughs) We might just pack it in. Uh, uh, Hour number one is winding down at Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and 
killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The ultimate fan experience awaits you at Sports and Social Maryland. See how we're raising the sports bar with our massive 100-foot media wall featuring 40 HD TVs and a 47-foot big screen. Bet on your favorite teams and this year's biggest events at the FanDuel Sportsbook while enjoying your favorite beers and cocktails, plus our delicious takes on bar food classics. Visit Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Discover your next favorite beer crafted in the heart of Charm City. At Guilford Hall Brewery, we believe beer should be flavorful and easy to enjoy. Our meticulously crafted lagers and ales are derived from centuries-old European brewing traditions, a staple for both the seasoned beer aficionado or a novice hophead. Experience beer styles that dare to showcase the exceptionality of simplicity. Visit our restaurant and brewery at 1611 Guilford Avenue or view our menu and tap map online at guilfordhall.com. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and on the cover we look at the promise of spring for the Baltimore Orioles as Todd Karpovich and others shine the light on the team's hopes to take the next step towards championship contention and what reinforcements could still be coming. Plus, PressBox personalities offer suggestions to David Rubenstein about stewarding the franchise. Also inside, Bo Smolka on how the Ravens' defense could evolve with new coordinator Zach Orr. And we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's programs across the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Contrary to what some people believe, I actually like this guy when he sleeps. Glenn Clark, talking sports. All right, back in here on GCR as we're moving into hour number two of the program. If you missed Stan the Fan and Luke Jackson earlier this week, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. And uh, Stan's series with Eric Garfield continues later on today, 6 o'clock at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, as they're going to talk about the next generation of Orioles prospects, the guys behind the top guys that we've been talking about for the last few years, they will do that a little bit later on today, 6 o'clock at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. All right, a couple things real quick. One, um, coverage of the actual workouts at the Combine get underway today. I can't fathom spending time watching that, but mm. no. No. We'll turn it on. No. We I can't I watch baseball it, today. So. I think it starts until the afternoon, so sorry. No. Yeah, I get it. Can't. I want to see Rich Eisen run. No. You can do that on your own time. You can do that uh, the, in the privacy of your own home. Um, I saw that Mel Kuyper has a new mock draft out. He has the Ravens going with Kwame Lasseter, the Georgia cornerback, with their 30th pick. I Fine. Georgia? Right. Yeah, but this is a real issue, right? Like, you'll never get me to think it's a bad idea to draft another cornerback, right? Like, this is, you know, we, we, we sort of – mockingly say we can never have too many cornerbacks but we know why we say that because it's the truth you really can never have too many cornerbacks um and whether or not you think it's an area of need for the ravens at the moment 
you know, I, if if Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Stevens are healthy, then you feel fairly good. But you're not going to pretend like it, it, it's murderer's row. You feel fairly good about the position. I'll never have a problem with it. Do I think the Ravens have bigger needs? Yeah, but we're going to have to see how that plays out over the course of the next couple of weeks, and this is part of the problem. I know Peter King in his um, uh, goodbye column this week, his retirement column, like went after the idea of mock drafts in February. Like, There is no point to this exercise. And he's right. He's right. We're bored. That's what it is. We're bored. Some of it is we just like to have a sense for who should we be talking about, who should we be thinking about, who should we be. And in that way, like, there's no, there's no harm to mock drafts that come out early on in the year. They're not, nothing's hurting anyone. But there's no reason for them either. There isn't. There's no reason to do a mock draft in February because it, outside of the teams that definitively need a quarterback at the top of the draft. Like, Washington's going to take a quarterback. That's what we know. They're going to take a quarterback. They have the number two pick in the draft. They have to take a quarterback. We think we know that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. We think that. But even that, and most years, the team that has number one pick, we'd say we know that, although there have been years where obviously teams have traded out of that pick and somebody else has moved up to take. And that could still be the case with the Bears too, right? If they suddenly decide they really like Justin Fields, which none of us think. I know there's been a lot of smoke this week about Atlanta going back to being the favorite to land Justin Fields. Um, We think that the number one pick, one way or another, will be used on a quarterback. But outside of that, these things that we believe to be needs can be addressed by other teams. It's If the Ravens... If at the moment you think the Ravens' biggest area of need is edge rush, and then the next couple of weeks they bring back Jadeveon Clowney and they bring back Kyle Van Noy in free agency, then you might feel different. Or, you know, go get a Shaq Barrett. Then you might feel differently about that. And you might say, well, I still think they could use a young edge rusher, but they've got to bring back Owe and Ajabo. Like, do they really have room for, for another guy? It, I understand his point that it's pointless, that there's no real reason to be doing mock drafts in February. I understand that. And so, you know, the Mel Kuyper, take it with a grain of salt, right? Mel Kuyper says it's uh, Kwame Lasseter, the cornerback from Georgia. Eh, okay. I, I got no beef with it, but it also doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot to me. If you ask me today to rank the areas of need for the Ravens in order, I would say edge rush would have to be at the top of the list, followed by offensive line. And that's only because at the moment you still have the two tackles in place. And depth. You still have both Stanley and Moses, and you have depth as well with Patrick McCarry. So if you had to play a game, even without Kevin Zeitler on the team, you would feel like you could get by. You could line up five guys. Speaking of which, you could go for a burger. You could line up five players and feel fairly good about what you'd be presenting on the offensive line, just based internally on what you have. You wouldn't have a ton of depth behind that, 
or you'd be counting on, you know, the five. I take that back. You got depth, even with that. You, offensive line at the moment, to me, I think you need an upgrade, but I don't think it's a panic area, even without Kevin Zeitler. I would say edge rush one, guard at the moment two. And that would change, obviously, if the Ravens were to release Morgan Moses or release Ronnie Stanley. If that's the case, then all of a sudden you have a huge need at tackle. But today, as constructed, I would rank edge rush, edge rush one, guard two. And everything else, to me, is at the moment a non-emergency. Now, if you could rank your confidence in what position they'll address, uh, I guess, first or 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 most often in the draft or via via, via the entirety yeah, via of the off season yeah via off season <sighs> I, I don't even i don't even know how to approach that honestly like i i think i might put i, I think i agree that edge rush probably should be the number 1 priority but i feel like it's going to be much lower just based on the you know historically they No don't. i i i get it i get what you're saying and you know, they would tell you, hey, we think Adafi Owe still graded out pretty well last year. Yeah, he, nece- he didn't necessarily have the sacks, but, you know, he did. His grades were pretty good for his actual rushing. And they would be right about that. And so they could they could say, look, we got. And that's the other difficult. You're not casting Adafi Owe aside. We don't have super confidence in Owe or Ajabo. But they're going to be a part of it next year. And that is part of the difficulty that all these teams face, right? Like, you've got pieces. They have to be on the team. You can say they have to be. There's, there's no re- world in which they wouldn't be on the team. We all know you've got to do better than that. Or we all think you've got to do better than that. There are some areas, like it might very well be that in their mind, they're totally comfortable with Trenton Simpson stepping in for Patrick Queen, that they feel no need to try to upgrade next to Roquan Smith. They feel comfortable Trenton Simpson's going to be the guy that steps in and plays next to Patrick Queen, and that's just the way it's going to be. If for some reason it doesn't work out, we have the belief that either you know some undrafted guy could step in and play, or we can do what we did in the past and go find LJ Fort or Josh Bynes on the scrap heap and get competent level play out of them if for some reason it doesn't work out. But in their minds, they might see no need, no thought to upgrade, and we probably would say, okay. Honestly, we would probably say, we get it. We're willing to listen to you. You spent an early round pick on Trenton Simpson. He should be that guy. We don't think that it's a a panic situation because you still are going to be lined up next to Roquan Smith, and that should make anybody better in that spot. We probably are on board with that. We would, if that they they'll never say it out loud, but if they did say, "Look, that's just the way this is going to go." Patrick Queen's gone. Trenton Simpson's going to be the guy. We'd all say, "Cool," and none of us would say, "Well, you better invest early at inside linebacker." But at edge rush, despite the presence of Adafi Owe and David Ajabo, who are going to be on the team, we don't feel the same way. At that spot, we know they have two guys, and we're saying you got to do better than that. Or more than that, however you want to, whether that's a draft pick, whether that's bringing back what you had, whether that's investing in a free agent, edge rush to me, you got to do better than that. Or more, or however you want to say it. Guard, I, I don't think you really want to go into next year with like your answers at guard being Salah and Cleveland, Cleveland, or, right? Yeah. Like I don't think you really want that. 
it's not the end of the world if that were the case. If your tackles are back, man, I, I don't even know what to say about that. And Voorhees is part of that equation as well. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. I think that you'd be okay. I wouldn't be panicked about it. But should you be doing better than that? Probably, probably. And that's why, to me, it's the second, it's the second biggest need at the moment on the team. And I guess we still have to acknowledge that. While I'm dismissive of the top end, I'm not really interested in the top end of the running back market. They still have to do the part. Like where I said yesterday, hey, I'd be okay if it was just bringing back Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Well, they still have to do that. Like the point that Eric DaCosta made kind of flippantly the other day, like, well, we have to have more than two running backs on the team. That's true. That part alone is true. Now, it doesn't need to be that you're spending money on those running backs. It could be that you're drafting a running another running back. It could be that it's another, you know, not the top end of the veteran market, but like, you know, a guy deeper on that list that were at Singletary, somebody like that, who's a veteran running back, but not going to really cost you anything in order to bring them in. That might be the case. Uh, a guy that uh, Cordell keeps throwing out, Zach Moss. I, everybody likes Zach Moss. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot. I think there's probably a more robust market for Zach Moss than there is for Gus Edwards. Um, I think. I say that. Right. Maybe I'm, Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but that's my gut. My gut tells me that Zach Moss has a more robust market for him. I, I'm not in, in any way opposed to Zach Moss. I think we've all seen the same things, and I think we've all liked what we've seen with Zach Moss. But I just I think that there is at least some money involved with that. I, th- I think. Uh, not to say there isn't any money involved with Gus. Ed- if you were to bring back Gus Edwards, there would probably be some money involved with that. But it almost becomes like a devil you know versus the devil you don't situation. Like I, I like Gus Edwards. I, I think all he's ever done is run hard and deliver in very specific situations that are helpful for a team to have. I like somebody that you know is going to get you one yard when you need one yard. I like having that guy on my football team and having confidence in that. I'm willing to pay a little bit of money to have that type of confidence. So, yeah, yeah, not not a, but I'm not opposed to Zach Moss. I don't know. I would still I would still say top of the list for me is edge rush. That's the number one at the moment. Next is offensive line, and then running back. I, I guess would be third. I guess would be third. But I'm I'm not saying that cornerback isn't a need. I do think cornerback is a need. Because it's always a need. And if it was Lasseter, it's Lasseter. And we're going to see there's plenty of time between now and then to figure out what the Ravens might do roster-wise. All right. It's time for us right now to switch gears. And it's our first opportunity to meet a Baltimore native who is coming back home-ish as he announced last week that he will be playing collegiately at the University of Maryland. Uh, by way of the Montverde Academy down in Florida, it's a pleasure for us to welcome into the program Derek Queen, who's with us now here on GCR. Derek, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, of course. Uh, Derek, congratulations, first of all. Can you take me through I, – I know that this process is not easy for a young person – but did you always, in the, in the back of your mind, have a sense that like coming home was something that you might want to do? 
Yes, because I've been gone for three years, and I was like, why not come home? No, no doubt. Why not come home, right? And I know that your mom, How? like, I've I've seen a lot about your relationship with your mom. For people that don't know, can you tell everybody how important she is to you? And were you, were you thinking that maybe she was privately rooting for you to make this decision? Uh, I mean, she just wanted me to do what I think was best for me. And the relationship between me and my mom, I mean, it was just me and her. So, uh, and, until I uh, moved to Mount Vernon. So, it was very, very tight. Uh, Derek, you, the biggest things for you in making the decision, walk me through that. What were the things that you, were most important for you in where you wanted to play in college? Uh, basically, what I think uh, was, was school that I think uh, helped me, uh, that I had the best chance of making it to the NBA pretty so, much and, and where I fit in at and where I felt mo- most comfortable at. So why did Maryland fit the bill for you in that way? Obviously, the, the thing about coming home stands out, but as far as being able to get you to where you want to be as a pro, what about Maryland made you say, this, this is the place? Uh, the coaches and the plans that they have for me. You are known as a complete big man, right? Like, I think a lot of people look at your game and we say your passing stands out. When You've always been big, but the development of your game, how important was it for you to get down to Florida? And when did those parts, like how much pride, I guess, do you take in the fact that it's not just, hey, I'm tall, I can stuff the ball in the basket, that I, you have a more complete game? I, I mean, to get to the lead or, or to be successful, you can't just, you just can't score every time. You can do other things. You where, where did it come from? Right? Was it was it just getting down there to to Montverde? Does that was that made, what made the difference for you in developing that part of your game? No, I, I mean I could always pass, and uh, I could always rebound and do everything. It was just it was just Montverde. Just it was just another level of pushing me. He is Derek Queen. He is with us here on GCR. Derek, what's interesting to me is you're not really – you don't take a lot of outside shots, and yet you're a really good free-throw shooter. How did that come about, like your focus, your commitment? Because it's such a, a – it seems like such a small thing. You're a big guy. You're going to get fouled. Where did that commitment come to make sure that you were a really good free-throw shooter? Because – so I uh, so I lead the team in free-throws, and I just have to just practice on it and just – just become a better free throw shooter. Uh, it's working, obviously. It's paying off. Is it something that you have to like? You, you have to stay with. You have to make sure you're going up and getting a lot of shots uh, at all times. Yes. Derek Queen with us here on GCR. Derek, what did growing up in Baltimore? You know, I think a lot of people use. Um, you know, Baltimore tough is a word that I hear a lot of times, but it's normally about guys that are undersized. What did growing up here do for your development as a basketball player? I mean, uh, my freshman year of high school uh, was was pretty good competition, and I just always uh, and I and I played with a great AAU team that traveled and stuff. And I know Baltimore is known for toughness and and good basketball players. So I just was going. You, you you mentioned your freshman year of high school. Being at St. Francis, obviously um, there's a St. Francis guy that's still at Maryland right now. What's your relationship like with Juju, and how much have you guys talked during the course of this process? I mean, we, we ain't really talk a lot, but, but Juju, that's still my guy. 
if you guys are together next season, because we know how this works, right? Everybody's got decisions to make. Everybody's got choices to make, and Juju's going to have to do that. What do you think about the possibility of you guys sharing a front court? How dominant could you be? I mean, we did it. Uh, we did it my freshman year, so I think uh, we can do it at a higher level this year. Right. Year. And and at that point, right? How good is that for you when all the attention can't be paid to you? If that's the case, uh, I, I think it's really good because we can both help each other. Derek, this season has been a bit of a struggle for Maryland. Did did that at any point make you like second guess? Were you worried about that or? Did you kind of always know, hey, I'm not worried about this year. Everything can change really quickly once I get there. I mean, I mean, I, I know they're struggling, but I, I mean, a lot of teams go through it. Like Coach Willard did a good job last year, and this year, I guess, I guess he didn't have all the pieces or something, or or, or, or they not. No, the offensive game is is what they're struggling in, but they do a pretty good job on defense. So it was just it's just basically the offense. You know, you mentioned the defense part of it, right? Like, I, again, I, I'm to understand that's a big part of your game too, right? Like, that you you buy in, you're wholly committed when you play defense, correct? Yes. So, so take me through Kevin Willard and that relationship, and and now, like, because a lot of people have pointed out this is a significant moment for him as a coach because you're such a highly regarded prospect. Do you find yourself, and I think we already saw on social media that you were trying to make some campaigns to get some other guys to come with you, but do you feel like, hey, I need to go do whatever I can do to try to help make this team even better to get more guys to come play with me at Maryland? Yeah, so I just, yeah, so just got to keep knowing what I'm doing now. So so do you have somebody in mind? Uh, no, that was just for the 2025 class. Okay, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, Mallory, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That would be for the following year. Derek, your goals now as you get to the University of Maryland, what do you believe that this team can accomplish, even if you're only here for a short amount of time, because we know you got bigger goals, what do you believe that Maryland can accomplish while you're here? Uh, winning the Big Ten title, uh, make, making a deep run in the in the NCAA tournament. We like the sounds of that. That sounds really good. Were you Were you a Maryland fan growing up? No, I really didn't watch college basketball. Really. Okay, so who were you? Uh, who were the, the the NBA players? Who were the guys that you watched and you tried to like mold your game after? Uh, um, I mean, I I I've been watching LeBron. I never tried model my game <laughs> after him, but I tried after Embiid and Jokic. That makes sense. I think a lot of people have made that comparison to Jokic, except. So you've never really become the outside shooter. Is it something that you still think could end up being a part of your game to be more of an outside shooter, or are you content like this is who I am? I'm a traditional big. No, I just got I just got to take more. That's all. Okay, so you still think that's an area of your game that you're going to continue to work on is being more an outside shooter. Yeah, that's. I think that'll be an interesting thing to see develop. Derek, the, the spotlight that you've had to deal with as being such a highly regarded recruit, someone that there was so much attention paid on, how did you I, – I, we talked to your coach, Kevin Boyle, last week, and, like, for a minute last year, I know you weren't getting all the minutes. How did you handle all of that attention? Like, how did you make sure that never got the best of you? Uh, I just, just played my role in terms of my time. And it, it and it, it never worked. Did you did, were there guys that you reached out to for advice during the process? No, I mean, 
so my 10th grade year when I first transferred, I, I, I barely played at all. Like, I played like probably four minutes a game. Right. And um and, and then they was just told me they told me like they all went through it too. So just wait my turn. The, the the scenario that you were in where you had superstars, right? Like Flag, McNeely around you as well. How much did like being around those guys and what they were going through help for you in your own process that like, you know, guys on your own team were also getting this type of attention? I mean, they do a pretty good job. Like they just take it day by day, play bat go out there and play basketball, act like normal people. Derek, what do we need to know about you? Like, this is the we all know basketball, right? But like, take me away from basketball. What's Derek Queen all about when you're not playing hoops? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I I really don't do nothing. I just focus myself playing basketball. Okay, right. So like, you're are you a gym rat then? Like, are you the type that like you you have a, a couple of minutes on a Saturday? You're like, I'm gonna go back to the gym and and play more hoops. That's just what you're into. Yes. I think we like the sounds of that, man. I think that everybody loves the idea of being someone that, that's that dedicated and that focused on uh, on improving your craft and getting even better. What do you still want to work on between now and when you show up in College Park in the fall? Uh, my conditioning. I, I'm sorry, we, we missed that. Your conditioning, you said. Yes. So where are you, like, is just adding even more muscle? or Yeah, adding more muscle and getting better in shape, like my stamina. Okay, I got it. Are you out? Like, do you do you go like running every day then? No, I just try to keep up with the uh, uh, with the fast guards on my team when we run in practice. I I that you know what that that seems like a good way to go about uh, getting yourself matched up. All right, um, the the when you made the announcement, did you hear from anyone in particular like that you didn't know was a being a basketball player? Have you had a surreal moment yet? Where you found out like that someone was aware of you or had watched you before, and they like reached out to you. Have you had a moment like that that really blew your mind? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I have no doubt that those things are coming. I have no doubt that there are moments like that that are ahead for you, where things are gonna happen. And then um, for for your family, have you already started getting hit up by like friends back this way? Hey, you can get me tickets, right? Nah. I think that's going to come too, Derek. I think there's going to be more of that on the way. Um, all right, in what way are you most Baltimore? Are you a big Ravens fan or are you a big Orioles fan? I'm a big Ravens fan, and I love the Orioles. Nice. We like the sounds of that, right? So how about next year we're celebrating, like, uh, Lamar Jackson winning a Super Bowl and you guys making a run to a Final Four? How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, the Ravens don't want it this year, but, man, know, the rest. man. Man, we're going to think about that for a long time. We're going to think about that for an eternity. Derek Queen, it's great to meet you, man. I, I, you know, everything about this process, um, I, I think it's really cool that it worked out for you to come home. And, I, and I, do you get a sense for how neat it is for folks back here that a kid from Baltimore, and it's not like you're the first, obviously Jalen a couple years ago, Juju recently, but do you get a sense for how much it means to folks back here that you're deciding to stick around and play at Maryland? It's... I mean, no, it's just, I mean, I was there my freshman year, so I'm, I, don't, I really don't think it's a big deal. Ah, man, I, I think you're going to find out. It means a lot. I think it, you're going to find out it means a lot to folks back this way. Derek, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that, where can Maryland fans be giving you a follow? 
Uh, my Instagram name is D Dark Queen T H E E D E R I K Q E N, and my Twitter name is Derek Queen One. Derek Queen One, of course, D E R I K. Derek, uh, congratulations, man! We can't wait to get to see you back here at Maryland in the fall and what you're going to bring. Uh, enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. It's Derek, Derek Queen, uh, five-star prospect, one of the top prospects in the country. Coming home to uh, play at the University of Maryland and <laughs> very, very dismissive about the significance of it. He's just a kid, wants to play basketball, and I appreciate that. Like, not making a big deal about it, just, just want to play basketball. And I appreciate that. I respect that. He can't. Some of the other stuff that we'll talk about is unfair for him, right? Like the pressure that now comes from Maryland. You land a recruit like this, you better not waste it, right? Dare Queen can't worry. That's not on him. And, you know, he'll, he'll be viewed through that prism. But he's like, dude, I, you know, just want to play basketball. Sounds like a basketball player. Try to get him to say, hey, what else are you doing? He's like, dude, I play basketball. That's what I do. Respect. Remember, Juan Dixon used to take dates. Like, hey, what are we doing on Friday night? Well, I'm going over to Cole Fieldhouse, and I'm going to put up 1,000 shots. You can watch me. And if you'd like to come with me and, like, rebound the ball, by all means, come with me. But that's what I'm going to be doing on Friday night. And if you would like to do something with me, go ahead. Some people, that's just naturally who they are. And I, uh, I have respect for that. Appreciate Derek Queen taking the time for us here on GCR. All right, still to come today, we're going to catch up with Anthony Walker, the pride of Perry Hall. Um, he's uh, getting ready to come home. Speaking of coming home, he's going to be playing one game at Maryland when Indiana comes there on Sunday. So we'll catch up with Anthony Walker about uh, coming home. So we'll do that when we come back in. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The ultimate fan experience awaits you at Sports and Social Maryland. See how we're raising the sports bar with our massive 100-foot media wall featuring 40 HDTVs and a 47-foot big screen. Bet on your favorite teams and this year's biggest events at the FanDuel Sportsbook while enjoying your favorite beers and cocktails, plus our delicious takes on bar food classics. Visit Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. 
best and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Jeremy Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle. Coming back in here with Glenn and the other guy, uh, uh, Garrett, whatever his name is. You know who they are. Sure do. Sure do. They're Glenn and, and Griffin. That's who they are. Hey, today's show is also brought to you by Toyota. And, again, all of the updates, all the scores, the updated brackets, everything that's going on during the state high school basketball tournament, get all of those updates at County Sports Zone. CountySportsZone.com is the website. Go there for all of your updates during the state high school basketball playoffs. I, was, I don't know why I would hold up Goose. I mean, I still like Goose Flights. Don't get me wrong. We like them, too, but they don't yeah, really have Sports Zone and County. Goose Flights. Yes. They Do it. Go together. That's awkward because we're talking about high schools. Let's maybe separate those two. I'll okay, take it all yeah, back. Yeah. County Sports Zone, brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Why? Always Goose Flights, but not uniquely that time. That time we were talking about County Sports Zone and Toyota, two other things that we enjoy a great deal. <sighs> I was I was looking at the, uh, like, every time, I, I hate the fact that I feel this way. So I just saw, like, uh, the Orioles lineup today. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's fine. And then I'm like, then I'm reminded, like, oh, right. We'll always have to. Um, a lot of hu- uh, hubbub about uh, Kyle Stowers and the work that he's put in. I, he's been completely dismissed. Uh, it, for two different reasons. One, because after getting here, he wasn't able to back it up. And two, because of the sheer volume of prospects that the Orioles have. Once upon a time, Kyle Stowers probably still would have represented hope, despite. Remember how excited we continue to be about, like, Yusniel Diaz? No matter how many times it was clear it wasn't happening, we were still like, well, maybe Yusniel Diaz could still prove to be a thing. Like, I don't know if you noticed, he had a week where he got a couple of hit. Like, we would still convince ourselves that Yusniel Diaz could be a factor because we had nothing, nothing. 
Henry Arudia. Like we would convince well, yeah, ourselves. He was something. Come on. No, no, he was not. He certainly we was. would still he convince is. ourselves that these guys could be something. And they sure AF could not. <laughs> like they could not. But uh, once upon a time, even Kyle Stowers, who you know, rose to the major leagues, deservedly so, but kind of fizzled after that, we'd still have hope for and be excited about because there would be so little. The Orioles have so much that it's almost like, oh, right, and cost hours too. And you just don't see, like, any path for him to be a factor whatsoever. So I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you that he will be because, again, it seems unlikely, but it kind of does speak to the sheer depth of the volume of talent that the Orioles have and why, in a way... I, I, disappointing isn't the word because I, I never want a team to like force a trade. It's almost disappointing that they only made one prospect trade this offseason. Like, you have so much. There's just no way. We, we were talking about that with Will Middlebrooks yesterday, right? Where he was he brought, he brought back up the Lazardo thing. And you get it. Like, you don't really want to give up Samuel Basayo. But the sheer, I mean, like, you can't hold on to everyone. And you can't just trade Kyle Stowers for a real starting pitcher. That won't work. But if you still think that Kyle Stowers is a factor, could that impact your willingness to consider moving Colton Kowser, right? I'm not, Colton Kowser, we think, is going to be a center fielder, so that does make it different. It, it just feels like there was room to make more than one of these moves this offseason. And in particular, maybe one that would have netted you something that goes beyond one year and extends the window a little bit. And look, there's still time to do that, and there will still be time to do that at trade deadline. And this is not a now or never such situation necessarily. Clearly, the White Sox are hoping that Dylan Cease looks more like the Dylan Cease of a couple years ago so they can revisit that at the deadline because it feels like the, the massive price they're asking for, people are balking in part because they're saying, look, what Dylan Cease are we getting? If you knew you were getting, you know, Cy Young runner-up or whatever it was. Right, yeah. then you're probably willing to pay a sizable price for that guy. But the guy that you saw a year ago, no. And just the control alone doesn't make up for it. But maybe you're revisiting the Dylan Cease conversation. If he gets off to a great start to the season, it's still going to be a real price, but maybe you have sorted out a little bit more at that point and you say, look, I don't, we, we, we know exactly what the path is for Kobe. But at some point, you're almost having to trade from your major league. Like You, you just can't hold on to all of this. You, you can't. Maybe it's because you're moving Santander at the deadline. And, and I, I just don't know what team is making a trade at the deadline that's looking for Santander and giving you major league help. Maybe there's some perfect storm where you find a team that has Kobe Mayo's ready and is going to be a power bat in the middle of your lineup, and you say, "Let's we can flip Santander." There's a team that needs a bat, but these trades don't happen in the middle of the season. You trade for prospects. Kyle Stowers able to like build have a good enough spring that they can I don't know they trade they're able to trade him for some you know middle. Yeah, it's really hard to believe. Oh, oh, if okay, if you're lowering your your return, maybe, maybe I still think it's a stretch. Right. Um, you just have so much, <laughs> so much, which again is a great problem to have. But 
to use it to better you would seem to be a thing that would be worth doing. I don't know. What what in the world do I know? Uh, John, you're not wrong. Mass and his embarrassment, the anything rem- to anything remotely broadcasting, they have nothing to offer for six months of the year. A joke. I agree. I agree. But that's my point. My point is it doesn't have to be that way. So the word this week is that the David Rubenstein sale is is looking like April. You know, maybe it could be pushed up to happen before opening day. It would be electric, obviously, if it was yeah. opening day. But in a weird way, it also creates the opportunity to have a second opening day. I've talked about that before, too, that like if you're the Orioles, yeah, you could start Jackson Holiday on opening day. Or you could try to get people to come to the ballpark again a week later. And, like, I'm not saying that's a good reason to not have Jackson Holiday on the opening day roster, but if I were running the team, <laughs> I'd at least think about it. Um, you, you, if you, I, if I'm David Rubenstein, I'm not coming in with the thought of let's punt on Masson. Like, let's just let Masson die and do what they're doing in other places if you're losing the Nationals rights. Um, and we think that that's ultimately going to be part of it. And let's just, you know, do what places are doing now that, you know, have lost their RSNs. My goal would be there's a chance here. There's something we can do with this to make Masson more valuable. We can we can accomplish it if we dive in and say we want to make Baltimore sports video content. That's That's my point. And the advice that I offered David Rubenstein is don't just say, hey, it's okay that Masson dies. We'll, we'll have run the games through the Orioles app and we'll sell the games to people directly. Like, I, I'm in favor of having some games return to broadcast TV, by the way, like the way they used to where like Sunday games are on Channel 13. I think that would be a good idea for the Orioles to revisit that. But I don't think there's any reason not to try to improve Masson as well. All right, um, we've had the opportunity to catch up with our next guest a couple times over the years. He was just making a Final Four run a year ago at Miami. Now he made the transfer to Indiana, and he gets to come back and play pretty close to home uh, this Sunday as Indiana plays at Maryland. Like myself, a former Perry Hall Gator, he is Anthony Walker, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Anthony, it's Glenn. It's always good to catch up, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us. Of course, of course. I appreciate you having me on again. Absolutely, dude. Hey, what does this mean? I know that the season probably hasn't gone exactly the way that you wanted it to go, but I'm going to guess this is the closest you'll ever have played to home this Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, coming from Miami and being in the ACC, I don't get to play Maryland. I think this is actually – I've actually played Maryland at, at Miami, but it was at a neutral site, so I never got to play at my hometown, so – being able to go back to my hometown and have all my family there is, is a blessing. I was going to say, what's that going to look like? On how many, how how big is the Anthony Walker section going to be in College Park <laughs> on Sunday? Twenty thirty tickets. That's maybe awesome. more. That's that's <laughs> so cool, man. Like I, I you know, I, I know that you have accomplished so many things during your career, but what will that mean? And I'm sure that like your family, your friends have gotten out to games. I'm guess some of them made the trip to the Final Four a year ago. But will what yeah. will that mean to you to have a chance to play? I know it's not home, home. It's not like playing in Baltimore, but like to be able to play here and to make it more accessible for more folks to come see you. Yeah, no, this is this this means the world to me because um, with with some of the difficulties of my family, not everyone is allowed to travel because of the stuff they're going through. So 
this being so close, everyone's everyone is available to be there and everyone will be there. So just being able to play in front of people that I haven't played in front of since I've been in college is, is a blessing in disguise, and I can't wait to do so. That's awesome, man. That is so cool. Hey, we didn't I, look. I know I, we're going back and even going back to another school, but we didn't get a chance to talk. We talked during the tournament last year, but before you guys got to the final four, what was that like when you like walked out and you're standing in a football stadium? And yeah. it's like, what is that moment like for a kid that grew up just wanting to play basketball to play on that grandest stage of the sport? It's crazy because I've been given this this answer since since it happened, and I, I still don't think it's real. Yeah. I still don't think. Again, this is like being able to play on a stage like that in front of that many people. It's just that's something every college basketball player dreams of, every little kid dreams of. So just being able to fulfill my dream and, and live my dream in 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 my shoes is is a blessing. So I don't know, man. It, it, to this day, it still don't feel real. It, it still don't. Did you have a moment where you like walked out and you just try to like soak it all in? Like, holy crap! Like this is real. Yeah, that moment came when we actually had practice. And when we had practice, it was open, so fans get to come through. Media was at the practice, and and the the place wasn't packed out. I mean, it wasn't sold out. Yeah, but it was still. A, a very good amount of people there. And that, and that's when I stood at half court and just looked around and was like, my dream is actually coming true. Dude, that's it so cool. Just, that's yeah. so cool, man. Anthony Walker from Indiana is with us here on GCR. Um, again, I know that the season has not been probably what you wanted it to be, but what have been the, the experience of playing at a place as historic as Indiana and at Assembly Hall, what has that meant to you, and what have you taken – from the season that you've been able to go do that this year, it, it's meant the world. If I if I had a chance, if knowing this season would go like this, and I had the chance to to rethink my decision, I would make the same decision. Wow, uh, it, it's been a blessing. The teammates here are, are are very gracious to me. They're very open and warm hearted. They welcome me with open arms. The coaches as well, and and of course Mike Wilson being who he is and and who I know he is, I just wanted to learn as much as I can from him. So just taking away the knowledge from him taking away the friendships that I made on this team is something that's, that's going to live with me for a lifetime. So, when The All-Star game was obviously out in Indianapolis a couple weekends ago, and there was a lot of talk about Indiana basketball. and like It's, it's just different here. It means something here that maybe it doesn't mean everywhere else. Did you, have you sensed that, like how hardcore and rabid like the love of basketball is in that part of the country? Yes, and I think that happened. I think our first Big, our first big Ten game in, in – um, Assembly Hall is when I first finally realized that it, like the play style here is different, the the support here is different, just everything about the Indiana is different, especially when it comes to basketball, and, and, and that it means so much to the people out here, and of course it means so much to us as players as well. I believe that first Big Ten game was Maryland, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. you know, there's a yep. lot of guys that like um, that 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 weren't sought after by Maryland from this part of the, and like they think about that and they hold it with them. And when they come back, they try to put up like a 50 burger, right? Like is, right. is, is there any of that going on from you when you take the floor on Sunday? <laughs> I was actually recruited by Maryland. So it's okay. So you, you weren't overlooked. All right. <laughs> but, but they do have a lot of players on that team that I've known and that, that I've grown up with. So best believe I'm going to try to put on, a, a very good performance to make sure we win this game. I un- I understand that was Juju one of those guys. Yeah. Did you, so? Did, how well did you guys know each other growing up? Um. Wait. Who did you say again? Juju Reese. Oh. Okay. So 
So it's funny because Juju, me and Juju played kind of on similar AAU teams, not really, but but kind of like I, I was always in the same gym with him. His AAU team would practice with me. Uh, out of my AAU team, it was it was kind of that situation. So we've always been around each other while we was working on our craft. And of course, his sisters, yeah, his sister isn't a stranger. You know, they all come coming from the same spot. So it's it's really a family time. I'm going to see his mom for the first time in a long time. That's cool. That's it's, really... it's going to be so good to see him, and it's going to be so good to see his family as well. How cool is it for you to like see how and, and to take nothing away from Juju and everything he's accomplished because he's a hell of a player, obviously. Right. But you mentioned Angel, right? And like someone to to see the way that she has ascended to like international stardom, right? Like to right. be one of the biggest figures, the most significant figures in the entire sport. How cool has that been for you as someone who grew up around them to watch? her ascent into, you know, a true superstardom. Yeah, so of course, of course, I'm sure people say, like, being around her, you just have to know that she was going to be successful because of her mindset and, and her demeanor and the way she takes her, her craft seriously. But of course, the, like, to the level she skyrocketed, I don't think anyone could imagine how, how well she's doing. And, and being from Baltimore, I can't do nothing but be happy for her. Man. Right. This, this is this is something that we all dream of, especially coming from where we come from. It's not the easiest place in the world. So seeing her do what she does best on the highest level is, is a blessing. Is she the best trash talker in Baltimore basketball history? <laughs> she might be. I mean. She, she might be. We, we talked to her a couple weeks ago because, like, Juju would tell us that, like, she, she learned from him. And we're like, bro, there's no way. <laughs> like, there's just no way no, that that could possibly no, be true. Juju can talk a little smack too. Okay, all Juju right. Can talk a little smack too. We we but just I don't know. I've always had anger over Juju when it comes to that. When dude, it comes to the trash, it's stuff. another level, man. Where where are you <laughs> as a trash? I don't I don't think I've ever really noticed that as being part of your game, right? Like it's such a Baltimore thing. Like everybody yeah, is so. I, I keep it low key. I keep it quiet. Okay, you're not the same way. You're not. You're not. Yeah. You're not getting on the floor like I'm trying to get under somebody's skin. It's not part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, you see Angel Reese get an air one. She might do her little dance. It's unreal. <laughs> Bye. Me, I keep it low. I might walk past somebody, say something real quick. Dude, there was a little, a little small chit chat. There was a game where <laughs> she she was at the free throw line recently, and she was still jawing at the free yeah. throw line. I've <laughs> like, seen that. I just seen that recently. Actually. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like she can't. Like she's. It's just in her nature. It's who she it's is. A part of her game. I love it's it. A part of her game. I love it, man. That's so cool for me. I do. Um, Anthony, thinking more moving forward now, right? Like you've had all these experiences as a college basketball player. What what comes next for you, right? And I, and I say that like not trying to be dismissive or say, hey, there's no way you could ever get into the NBA. But I, I think we can all. It it's it it doesn't look like that's the next step. What what is the next step for you? Is it is basketball like going overseas or doing whatever you need to do, like being hell bent? I'm going to continue to play basketball, or do you start thinking about, like, other things that might be next for you in your life? Um, I'm steady stone and continuing playing basketball. It may not be the NBA, but it's going to be somewhere, and I'm going to continue to do what I love because this is what I've done my whole life. I respect that, man. Like, and, yeah. and, and there's a good life to be made, obviously, playing basketball, 100%. right? 100%. Um, are, are, are there guys that you have talked to that have been in your shoes that you said, hey, what's the – I, I, I'll give you an example. There was a, a years ago, um, uh, Kenny Hasbrook, right, who played at okay. Miami, right? Um, and I remember, like, one day I was just talking to him, and he was like, dude, I didn't know what I was getting into, 
But then he called me, he video called us one day from the beach on Ibiza. And he's like, bro, think about how good my life is, right? Like every day yeah. I get to go to Ibiza and hang out and lay on the beach. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Are there guys that you've reached out to to just get a sense of like, hey, what what's this going to be like for me as I make these next steps? Yeah, so I haven't reached out to him yet because, of course, my season isn't over. And, of course, I'm I'm still on my high horse about this season. I think we can, I get still, it. Right. we can still make something happen. But, yeah, me, I've been in college for – this is my fifth year. So I've known a lot of guys that gone to the NBA. I know a lot of guys that gone overseas and, and, and took a different route. So there's definitely a list of players and a list of people, a list of best friends, I'm going to say, that I can that I can reach out to that, that kind of guide me through this journey a little bit. But – yeah, so I have a, I have a couple people in mind. What's that going to take for you guys, right? Like it, you know. Wh- tell me what what hasn't fully clicked that you still think can fully click for this team to make a run to end the season and find end up in the NCAA tournament. I think we just we just all have to continue to buy in. I mean, our, our last game it was a close game, but I feel like that's one of our best games we played all season. And of course, specific players didn't have the best the best game, but. I feel like as a team, like the the fight that we had, the energy we had, the morality of the team, it was just, it was our best game of the season. So yeah. I feel like if we just continue to play with that, then the basketball will take care of itself because we're all very talented players. No doubt, and a win over a good Wisconsin team. I know that's uh, that is not insignificant. Uh, is yeah. there anything like I know that when you're making trips like this, you don't really get a lot of time. But have you asked anybody in your family to bring you any sort of like food or anything like that oh, on yeah, Sunday? Of course. Okay, so what is it that you have to have since you get a chance to come back home? I gotta have crab cakes, bro. I gotta have Maryland crab bro. cakes when I get back. I mean, like I have- you can't. I, I don't know if you've attempted to either down in South Florida or out in Indiana. Have you attempted to go to a place that says that they offer a crab cake? And how sad were you when you <laughs> did? If you did? Oh no. And my mom has made a pact when I was really young. I would never eat a crab oh. cake made out of Maryland. So Trust I, me. dude, when I was like 23, I took a job in Arizona, and I was so desperate for a crab cake, like a year in, <laughs> that there was this place that was like, and I was on the radio, and they heard me talking about it, and they called me. They're like, bro, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Virginia. Like, trust me. You're, I, I know what you're looking for. And I drove like 45 <laughs> minutes out to West Phoenix and it was awful. <laughs> it was I, I was like in tears because I was like, I'm never yeah. I'm, I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to have a craft cake unless I'm home. Like, you just can't I do, it. do it to myself, man. Bro, I would just wait. <laughs> I was I was desperate, man. I was desperate. Um, Anthony, it's so great to catch up with you, bro. And uh, happy for you and all the success that you found. I mean, you know how this goes on Sunday. Like we we can't root for you on Sunday. Like you understand that. <laughs> But we're we're always rooting for you personally, and particularly as a as a Perry Hall kid, uh, once upon a time myself. It's awesome to see the success that you found. There's not a lot of dudes that ever went to Perry Hall High School that end up yeah. having the success that you've had, man. So I'm so thrilled for you um, and everything that you've accomplished, and can't wait to see what's next. Thank you as always for taking the time for us, man. Thank you, and I appreciate everything you said. It's, it's it's an absolute honor to be on your show again, and it's an absolute honor to have a conversation with you, and I enjoyed this conversation. I hope we can have another one very soon. I'd love to do that, man. Thank you, Anthony. Really appreciate you, dude. Have a great day. Thank you. Anthony Walker uh, from out of Indiana getting ready to take on Maryland. It's a small small group of folks from uh, Perry Hall High School that have gone on to achieve uh, you know 
truly, oh, you know, very significant things. And Anthony Walker playing in the Final Four a year ago, pretty high on that list of accomplishments for uh, Perry Hall Gators over the years. Happy for him, and appreciate the way that he says that. Like, you know, he sometimes you say that to somebody, like, "Hey, man, you know, it's probably not the NBA." They'd be like, "Why not?" You know, like they'd be angry about it. So I appreciate he's like, "Dude, I I realize, like, I know," um, and I appreciate that that thought process. Like, man, I got an opportunity to go play basketball and make a living, and I I'm gonna do that. As I said, I always had that weird feeling. It took that conference. Kenny Hasbrook, who played at uh, Cardinal Gibbons, and I mentioned. Like, he had a cup of coffee with the Heat, right? So he had a cup of coffee in Miami. And I remember, like, for years, we would talk about guys that were leaving school early. And I'd be like, bro, that guy's not going to make it in the NBA. Why would he be leaving school early? Like, what's he doing? That would be the take that everybody around the country would have. Like, that guy, he's not even going to get drafted. And all it took, and this is in the infancy of when video calls were an option. This is... 2014, something like that. I don't even remember why we... I, it must have been something related to LeBron. I don't know what it was. Because he probably would have been teammates with LeBron briefly in Miami. I said, see if he can't reach out to Kenny Hasbrook. And Kyle was like, yeah, he said he'd come on. But he's got to do a video. Because it was like, you know, we didn't know oh, if... It, the, right. With the international calling, like we didn't know how it was going to work. So he's like, let's do this, this video call thing. I'm like, all right, if you say it'll work, we'll do it. And I look at him. And he's calling us, lying on a beach. I'm like, hey, man, that's pretty cool. It's like, bro, I'm laying on the beach at Ibiza. And I got to be honest with you, and I've joked about this before. Before then, I'm not sure I realized Ibiza was a real place <laughs> versus just like a place that you like know, you, in, you in would. Spirit and in, right, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'd like to be on the beach in Ibiza. Like, how many times do you hear about islands? Are you like, is that a real island or is that just some place that, like. Fiji real? Yeah, yeah, you know, like, you know that certain places are. But, like, all, for example, the, the, the Beach Boy song Kokomo, like, all the places they list in that, are they all real? Or do they throw one in there that's not even real? They're like, you don't even catch. It just sounds exotic. Um, yeah, Bermuda, Jamaica, fine. I realize those places are. To Aruba, Bahama. All right, still in. Uh, Key Largo. All right, Montego. What's Montego? Is that one real? Are we sure? That's the way that I felt about Ibiza at a point in my life. It's like, is Ibiza definitely a place? Or is it like, wasn't there a song about it? I did I did drugs with Avicii and Ibiza or something like that? Mike Posner. Is that who it was, Mike Posner? Like, uh, is it just a thing that comes up in songs? I took a pill in Ibiza. I took a p- fine. It's the same thing, Griffin. <laughs> I, I'm sure it wasn't. He I'm, wasn't going straight. He wasn't in right. Wasn't, uh, you know, right. supporting I'm, I'm sure, drug use. Right. I'm sure it was a Tylenol pill. pill. Yeah, right. you know, I'm sure it's like Zyrtec. The, the pill that they were doing in Ibiza. I'm sure that's what it was. Um, but that was the moment where it clicked for me. Like, see, because also, by the way, he showed us the. This is before we had a video component on the show, right? Like only okay, yeah. only Kyle and I saw the video. He started pointing the camera at the scenery. Ah. And you were like, dude, you go there every day? He's like, I go there every day. And we talked for a little while after, like, I think we pre-recorded this interview. And he was telling us, like, how much money he was making. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I get it. Play basketball is... Uh, it completely changed my perspective. 
And also at the time, you couldn't make any money as a college athlete. Now, my perspective, I would have to think about it a little bit more as to whether or not it makes more sense to leave or to, if you can make good money staying. And mm-hmm. I don't know. But it utterly changed my perspective on whether it made sense for somebody to leave after two years that wasn't going to be an NBA player. All of a sudden, I said to myself, well, huh. Huh. You mean to tell me that if you don't make it in the NBA, your option could be making six figures to play basketball and lie on the beach in Ibiza and become a more well-rounded person, learn other languages, learn other cultures at, a, at an age where, like, nothing's tying you down here. Because, like, today, that would be awful for me. Like, today, I'd be like, no, I have kids. I can't go do that. Take them with you, right? Uh, sure. I'm sure that would work out great. You can take allergy medicine in, yeah. <laughs> in a pizza. Right. But at 20, it would have been amazing. At 20, that's what I did to go to Arizona. Which is not quite as exotic as a Bitha. So I appreciate that perspective from Anthony Walker where he's like, Yeah, man, like I got this opportunity in front of me to like go continue to live my dream. And I I'm really glad that he had that moment at the final four where he like looked around, took it in, and was like, Holy crap, this is real. Because like Anthony Walker is a reserve. He's not a you know, he's not a twenty point a game guy, he's not a star. But like he had a role and had some really big games. And for him to get that moment where he could look around and be like, this this is all of the effort that I have put in to doing this in my life and the sacrifices that my family makes and then look around at a football, a jam, a football stadium and say, I'm here. I'm on the biggest stage in the sport. That's really cool. So appreciate that from him. Very happy for him. Great guy. Um, wish you would have chosen Maryland. But uh can't win them all, they say. You want to miss the tournament with a different can't team. Can't win them all. <laughs> all right. Uh, tidbit is brought to you today. Is there anything that we didn't talk about today? I feel like we had a lot of extra time today. And um, I, like I want to say we got everything. This is one of those weeks. Uh, did you know that the Paul Skeens and Jackson Holiday are <laughs> going against each other? And we won't be able to see it <sighs> live, at least. That's what I've got. <laughs> that was what I had in the chamber for today's show. I don't know that we we did anything here. Talk to Derek Queen. Talk to him. I mean, that was nice. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Tidbit is brought to you today by Goose Flights. Available all over town. Cans available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. All the Glory Days Grill locations in Maryland. Also cans available at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane in Roland Park, as well as at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton. Cans are also available, as well as six-packs, at Costas Inn and at Guilford Hall Brewery. And six-packs and cases are available at the Wine Source in Hamden. Pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. Today is the final day for you to register to win up to $1,000 in Baltimore sports ticket credit. Pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights is how you sign up and find out more. And since we mentioned they're available at the uh, Green Turtle, you want to remind everybody yeah, what's well, going on at the Green Turtle? you get your goose flights tonight at Green Turtle uh, in Towson or Canton. Um, you can get a free $10 bet at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton and use it on whatever sport you'd like. Maybe you, uh, you you really liked what I was saying about Jamil Gaziev. Go ahead and uh, put a put – a, I like uh, Gaziev if you want a double chance, a uh, sub or decision. That's how I see that one going. Uh, he'll, he'll beat Rosenstrike on Saturday. 
Um, or, you know, college basketball, obviously. It's the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick, pick up your free bet and make some money while enjoying some food and sports tonight at the Turtles. All right, what you got for tidbit? Luka Doncic uh, last night, he became the first player in NBA history to have a 30-point triple-double on his birthday. Congratulations. Happy birthday, Luca. Way to celebrate. By the way, I like an idiot today. I went to one of the things I do in the morning. I, I am a conundrum, man. When I first wake up, I grab my phone to check to see like if, if Griffin's sent me anything yeah, about, yeah, about the show that I need to know. Um and then I check um it's such a weird combination of websites that I check. I check to see Nobody would think this about me, but I am a little bit more of a political junkie than people would think. Picked up on it. Well, Mediaite. Mediaite. Mediaite is a website that I go to every day because is it a it's thing? Is it, no, it's like a nonpartisan thing. Okay. Like it's not presented. It, they have conservative writers, they have liberal writers, but it's more just a presentation of news-related items and things in media that seemed interesting. And so every day I go to Mediaite. It's, it's not Mediate, it's Mediaite? Mediaite. It's like, it was, I think when it started it was supposed to be for like people that were fascinated on what the networks were saying. But it was a presentation of all of them. It's like, here's what they're saying on Fox today, here's what they're saying on CNN, here's what they're saying on MSNBC. Mm, okay. And then it kind of grew they from there. To, and Try to pull the point of view from every... Th- and that's what I appreciate about yeah. it, is it's not, it, it's not partisan. I'm. I think everybody would know. I'm socially. I lean left, right? Um, economically, I don't really have strong feelings, but they might actually lean a little bit more to the right economically, socially left, and in on the whole, I'm more in the middle, right? Like like most Americans are. There are things where we think this side has a point. There are things where we think you're effing insane. I won't hide from some of those, right? Like, I do not, abortion is not more murder, and it is not my place to tell someone what they can do with their body. I, I, you, you hate me for that? Hate me for that. But you're wrong, period. You're wrong. You can say it's my closely held belief? Fine. I feel that way. I feel like weed should be legal everywhere. I, I, I guess I'm a little bit of a libertarian. I talk about that sometimes. But I also don't think that taxation is theft. I would like to limit. I don't like big that's this is where I end up moving to the right. I don't like big government spending. I don't like unnecessary government spending. I'm always interested in, hey, what are where are we screwing up? And let's have a conversation about that. I don't want to be taxed for the fun of being taxed, but I don't believe taxation is theft. I like having roads. Traffic signals. I think we need to be a functioning society, and in order to do that, we kind of have to I don't think it's theft. Public school is pretty good. I mean, ultimately, my kids aren't in a public school, but yes, that, that was the plan for my kids was to send them to public school. But then there was this whole pandemic thing. I'm not happy about that. It's going to. I can't afford this. I'm going to have to start an OnlyFans at some point. Yeah, that'll like, help you. That'll yeah, that that'll. Drea Di Matteo said uh, she was down to her last ten dollars before she started her OnlyFans. Well, I, there's a difference. I'm what's the difference? The difference between you and her. What? <laughs> Name something different between. What was um, it, what was the name of her character on The Sopranos? God, uh, Adriana. Adriana, thank you, Jesus. Adriana. Yeah, obviously Christopher Maltesante's yes. uh, uh, partner. Um, 
I am, I am, uh, she was also in something else I was watching recently. There was something else that I was watching recently that I had no idea Drea, Drea DiMatteo was in. What was the other thing that Drea DiMatteo was in? She was, in, she was uh, you know, something like I know, semi-recent. I'm, I'm not crazy, right? Like, yeah, I think you're, uh... There was something that I said, wow, that's Drea DiMatteo. That's Adriana. Mm. It was it's film and TV. It was wow. Yeah, hang on a second. I don't know. I don't know what it was. You, you weren't watching Mayans, were you? No, I don't think I was watching Mayans. Paradise City. Nope, I wasn't watching that either. Shades of Blue. I wasn't watching Sons of Anarchy. Oh, she had a she she had a quick spot in Agents of Shield. That's cool. Maybe, but it was only one episode. Yeah, so that's probably episode. not the case. Maybe I've made this up. She did. I think she was doing a podcast semi recently. I, I want to say maybe, maybe I'm that's wrong. like what it maybe was. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this. And I, maybe you saw her on Talking Soprano. <laughs> Perhaps that's what it for was for an episode. Maybe I'm thinking of something. Is there somebody else I could be confusing her with? Ah, I. It was Alex Alexander Daddario. That's uh, that's who okay. I confused her with. I confused her with Alexander Daddario. Sorry, my bad. My bad, everybody. My bad. On me. On me. On me, sorry, Alexander Daddario, who I um, I was watching uh, True Detective recently, because I'm there's there's so little, there is so little worth watching. My buddy Mike is trying to convince me to give Big Mouth a shot. I did t- you ever watch it? I, no, I liked it when I was never it came never, out when I was in high school. Never watched it. Tapped out on all animated comedies. Oh come on, just too much, too much, and none of them. They all were as mid as the rest of them. Like Once Upon a Time, Family Guy, The Simpsons, of course, was. The gold standard. South Park's up there. South Park. You know what? If there's one that I would still be willing to watch, it would be South Park. They are a little bit quicker in their oh, satire. Yeah, yes. Like, they turn things around in a little bit of a clearer like way. The, they're able to, their animation's so easy to like. Right. Yeah. So if there was one that I would still be willing to watch, it would be South Park. But most, everything else I gave up on. Like, Family Guy was a great thing. Simpsons was incredible. It's just at some point it felt like they ran out of things to say. Family Guy... You know, had a moment just where the pure slapstick was working, but again, like that only works for so long. It's not a show that ever really had anything to say. Um, the Cleveland show was nothing. Bob's Burgers Very was dead. Yeah, it was absolutely nothing. Bob's, Bob's Bur- Burgers is fantastic. No, it's not. okay. Bob's, yeah, Bob's Burgers is that is show awesome. that like I is pleasant Bob's enough, Burgers. and you can look. Of course, you do. It's Bob's pleasant Burgers enough awesome. you can look at it and like not be offended by any of it. But there's no real, there's no reason to put any investment into Bob's Burgers whatsoever. There's no depth to it. There's no. It I mean, just exists well, to exist. Yeah, but like, I I don't want to spend my time on something that exists to exist. I'm out on that. And by the way, I don't give up on shows, as people know. But so there's there's a cute little lesson at the end of every Bob's Burgers episode. Great. It's, yeah, it's nothing. It's fantastic. nothing. Also, Alexander Daddario. There's one of those that you want your kids to get into. Bob's Burgers is the one. I don't care. I don't want them to get into any of them. Well, it's gonna happen. God, they're gonna almost happen. through. In January, we started uh, having them watch all the Marvel movies. Mm, wow. They're already up to Love and Thunder. Oh my god! I'm like, what do they do? <laughs> they are only watching. Apparently, every time I've got a game, I'm working a game. They're watching a Marvel movie. Should like watching every your game. time. I don't. I don't think that they should be doing that. Um, because That's I was something of substance. Let, I, tonight, I've got the, my, my wife has, uh, I guess, a date or something. I don't Ooh. know what she's doing. Yeah, good for her, man. Like, I'm not trying to get in her way. She's going out on a date, and she's like, "Oh yeah, let the kids watch uh, Love and Thunder." I was like, "What? We just..." Like when we got back from the cruise, uh, we started kinda, letting kinda them watch. For you. Like, can't they that's watch not even good, two months. Can't they no, watch a good Marvel movie? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in the other room. Uh, I'm good. I've seen Love and Thunder in the theaters. Never needed to see yeah, it again. A, Never needed to see a, it again. Not a 
nothing there. All right. Sad. Anyway, yes, I do like public schools. How did we get here? Oh, um, it was my political. You wanted to get on my political, political stepstool, and yeah. But how did we start on that? <laughs> how did I get to my Trady feelings about? Oh, media, mediaite. Yes. What I look at when I wake up. When I wake up, I go to mediaite, and I go to right, cage, why, but still, why? Cage Those cage are the side. websites. Professional wrestling. Oh. There's a there's a link for all of like a roundup of all the news. When's MJF coming back? I th- we don't know still, and it's not worth watching until no, I'm he not does. coming back. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, you never were in. <laughs> Although every time I put wrestling on, he's like, "Is that the one with MJF?" And your answer is almost always no. Yeah. Well, he's only on one show a week. There's like eight of the other shows every week. I don't know how we got to what I do in the morning. How did that happen? Um, I don't know. How do we get to what what I do when I wake up in the morning? You wanted to talk about media, I guess. You wanted to talk about the sites. But we started with Luka Doncic. We started leap day, leap day. Ah. I get up this morning. So the three things I check in the morning. Ha ha! Three things I check in the morning. Well done. Way to get there. It's pretty amazing, right? Why does anybody listen to this? Three things I check in the morning. Mediaite, cage side seats. Because you don't have to go. It's everything. All in one place. If I go to ESPN, I got to search all over. The, like ESPN's front page of their website wants to tell me about. I think today that that page. Shohei Otani got married. Don't Did he care. Really? Congrats. God, God, Shohei. don't care at all. Something about um, uh, Pogba. Uh, like uh, I, I, the the one update on the cognizant uh, yeah, classic. Yeah, don't care about that. There's there's not. It's too much that I don't care about. And even if you go to like Pro Football Talk, they'll they'll rewrite anything. Like they're not just putting the important stuff in there; they'll rewrite any, all of the nothing that every general manager said this week at the combine. They'll re- do a rewrite about, and none of it is anything. So the two places that are good about like putting in just the stuff that matters, media eight K side. But I also check my uh, on this day on Facebook, like your Facebook memories. Oh, okay. Because as a parent, there's nothing you enjoy more than seeing pictures of your kid. From when they were like babies, like every morning, I'm like, ah, look at that little guy, look at him. Now he's a snot-nosed a-hole, right? Like, as a parent, you do that. Today, like in a grog, right? Like you wake up, you know, out of there, and I go and I look at these things and get my day started, and I'm like, why is there nothing on my on this day? Like, there's nothing. There's like two things ever. On this day. I think it's, uh, oh, it's my friend Blake's uh, sixth birthday. Yeah. Right, because he's really yeah. 24 or yes. whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like literally in my brain because I'm not fully awake yet. Like, this is so weird. And I'm like, like, thinking like, like there's a conspiracy that like Facebook, why are they only sharing a couple of things? It like took me five minutes for it to strike me. Ah, it's February 29th. Good old extra day. You don't get these very often. By the way, worst possible month to get an extra day. Well, put an extra day in a real month, in a month with good weather. We got to talk about that as a society. May thirty second. That's what I'm saying. Do away with, fe- with no more extra day in February. Nobody, nobody's ready for this adult conversation. We're all like, oh, February only has twenty eight days. We might as well put an extra day in it. No, no. If we got to do this, do it in a real month. Your point about May is well taken. I deal with an extra day in September, right? Like, whenever if you got to have an extra day. A real month gets an extra day. February sucks. The last thing any of us need is more February. And I'm. this is how I'm announcing my campaign. I'm running. That's gotcha. what I wanted everybody to know. I am running. No more February leap day. Leap day moves to a real month with real weather. Got it? 
I don't know the science behind it and why it needs to be in February, and somebody smarter than me will try to explain it to me. No. Well, why is February no. 28 days to begin with? Because we all know it sucks, and we want it over with. Oh, okay. right. It's the worst month of the year. Power the ranking month of months. months. Super Bowl. No, no. The Super Bowl is the worst football game of them all. The worst of them all is the Super Bowl. Some teams might argue. Yeah, I mean, unless your team wins. That's the only joyous thing that can occur in February is your team winning the Super Bowl. That's it. Otherwise, it sucks. NBA All-Star Game with the Daytona 500 or like the big event. Oh, they suck. Combine. Yeah. Suck. Just a month of suck. The weather sucks. There's no food that's any interesting in February. Like you get those... You, you, uh, I you gotta make a hundred Valentine's Day cards for your kids' classes, and all the other kids are just gonna throw them in the trash can. For some reason, strawberries were really cheap this month. Well, I mean, although, but they—I feel like they're not very good. They're not. the I best, got some strawberries like, the other but day. Like if you got strawberries in like and December, after like they're two days, good. they were—they were tasting kind of soury. Um, I don't know the ones out in uh, out in Hampstead. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, get better were, better strawberries <laughs> out in Carroll County. I don't, I don't know why we uh, we got the good ones. I don't know what's Miller, going on Miller's with Market that. in Manchester. All right, God bless. They must have a good plug. They better better spend some for, money from us. They want five, plugs yeah. like this. Two for five deal. Not all putting week. over not putting great. over anybody in Manchester unless they spend some money. Um, nothing. Everything about February sucks. Stop adding an extra day to February. I'm glad you pointed me to ESPN because now uh, there's a short article of you know cool February 29th things that happened. Oh god. There have been six players to score 40 points in the NBA on February 29th in it history. Could be anyone. The most recent being LeBron. Back in 2020, this person dropped 40. Nothing happened in February in 2020 was real. Uh, um, well, this is the last real month, I guess, of February 20th. Durant. Not Durant. Steph. Not Steph. Harden. Not Harden. Westbrook. Free, yeah, there you go. Russell Westbrook. Oscar Robertson. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to have me keep casting. Yeah, I guess I should have. Uh, he, he scored the most points uh, on February 29th. Sure he did. 43. Sure he did. Um, let's see, what else happened? Oh, uh, eight players have scored exactly 29 points on Leap Day. How about NBA that? History, according to Elias. Okay. Yes. Uh, Derek Rose and Rodney Stuckey were the last to do it. Rodney in, Stuckey. Back in 2012. What's Rodney Stuckey doing with his life these days? The uh, Guess what team has the best, the winningest NBA team on Leap Day? <laughs> All the, time. The Lakers. Not the Lakers. The Celtics. The Celtics. And nine and two. I mean, just guess the storied franchises. <laughs> um, the Warriors. It'd be actually objectively hilarious if you're like, actually, it's the, the Grizzlies. Yeah, right. Go figure. <laughs> The Warriors are second. They have eight wins on okay. Leap Day. Uh, the Lakers have not, uh, are third. They have nine, but have played more on February 29th. Oh, so their record isn't as yes. good. Yes. Right. Um, let me see. I'm trying, trying to pan through here. Uh, on In 1980, Gordy Howe scored his 800th goal of his career on February 29th. And never gets to celebrate the anniversary of it. No. It's so sad. Um, Hank Aaron agreed to a three-year, uh, $600,000 contract. Ooh, big money. Which at the time made him the highest <laughs> which, pay, play, which, player. Which, in, uh, which now means that you're a basketball player in Spain. <laughs> right. Um, at the time made him the highest played uh, MLB player back in 1972. Gordy Howe passed away, right? Like he's, um, he's no longer he with killing us. him off? Let's... I think if we played Get or Alive with Gordy Howe, I think I remember Gordy Howe passing away a couple years ago. Uh, correct, yes. No. Uh, June 2016. Rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, that's uh, that, those are really the 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 big ones. Wayne Gretzky made his debut for the St. Louis Blues on Leap Day uh, in 1996. Not exactly a storied tenure with the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Gretzky had uh, obviously you know a historic run in Edmonton, still a hell of a run in Los Angeles. Everything after that, kind of forgettable. 
the wow. So the San Jose Sharks uh, have the longest active win streak on Leap Day in NHL with four <laughs> straight wins. Are they playing today? They are. They're playing the Ducks. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code Glenn Clark twenty three when you sign up. You'll receive up to two hundred fifty dollars in a same day first bet match, win or lose. Don't say we ever give you anything. That's a. Uh, I would. Tw- I, if I were you, I would tweet that out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think you should send that tweet. Okay. Um, and, and with all, right, all of and it. Finally, right. uh, so Jay Kuda was doing great work last night. Um, he organized the winning percentages of every like ranked team, like based on what their rank was, and uh, he found out which seed has had the best record, or which seed, which rank in college basketball has had the best record. They're twenty-five and three. So I to just, I'm picking a number one to twenty-five. Correct. And then which seed has the worst record, or which seed? I keep saying seed, but which rank? I would say the best record is number twelve. Number twelve is. They're like dead in the middle of the pack here. They have like a 750 win percentage. Best record is number four. Uh, close, not four. Five. Five. It's Five. 25 and three this season with right. an 893 and win. And the percentage. worst record is 19. Uh, no, not 19. Nine. Not nine. 17. Not 17. 22. 14. No. Tw- 14 is the second winningest. Uh, 22. Team to be seated. Uh, not you 20, 22. Not 25. 25. Uh, not 25. 21. Not 21. 23. Not 23. 20. It's not the 20s. 11. 8. Not a, 11 is second worst. Okay. 8. Not 8. 6. Not 6. 4. No, not 4. 2. Not 2. 2 is the third winningest. 15. Not 15. Give me something. Well, you're close, I guess. 16. You guessed around it. 17, 18, 19, 20, no, 14, no, no, 13, no, 12, no, 11, no, 10. No, no, no. Nine, seven, six, five. Yes, seven. I was gonna do that. I was gonna do like that. A, like a that SNL, like a Price that SNL, is Right. Uh, yeah, that SNL bit where uh, he was like, "Guess uh, is like guess the guess the person or name this person." Oh yeah. And it was like Bill uh, Hader and John the, Mulaney. The, oh, that one. I yeah, thought you were talking yeah. about the one from the floor this weekend. Oh no, no. And and he was like guessing names. He was like Sarah, Dara, Kara, <laughs> right. and he was like wrong. It was Sarah. He's like I said that, but you didn't mean it. <laughs> seven is the worst. Us. Worst, uh, worst record. God. Fourteen right. and thirteen. That this what, is that, can we just call it a yeah, tidbit? All right, thank you. That was very t- good. Thank you, Jay. T- tubular was brought to you by Superbook, and again, you're betting the Sharks tonight because they mm-hmm. never, they don't lose on Leap Day. So Griffin's going to tweet about that in a minute. You'll get all the details. So Superbook brings you a tubular for the evening. Uh, I don't think that one's on TV, unfortunately. Uh, if you got ESPN Plus, I think you can watch it. Can the Sharks? On, on yeah, on hockey. Yeah, hockey. I think all the hockey games have been. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch the CIAA tournament today. Right now, Claflin and Shaw women. These are the rest of the quarterfinals. At 2 o'clock, Claflin and Virginia State men. At 6 o'clock, the Virginia State and Johnson C. Smith women. And at 8 o'clock, the Virginia Union and Bluefield State men. Also on ESPN Plus tonight, UMBC at NJIT. I believe they need a win. Does the America East not have everybody play in the conference tournament? Uh, well, there's nine teams, so maybe... Only eight make it yeah, or something? Maybe. I don't know. They still have two games left, though. There's something that they can clinch tonight, UMBC. I guess they could clinch a spot, then, I would think. I would think. Because NGIT's got, like, three wins. Because I don't think they can clinch a a home game. Not tonight. I think they need need some help. UMBC could still get a home game? Yeah, they they can still get the four seed. If, uh, like, Maine loses out and Binghamton loses. If you say so. Big Ten Network, uh, Maryland women host Wisconsin at 6. Flow Sports, Towson at North Carolina A&T at 7. An audio-only presentation of Orioles Pirates, mm. Corbin Burns and Paul Skeens. If you're an MLB TV subscriber, broadcasters you have to work. Uh, you can work hard to paint the picture. Here. Oh, yeah, right. 
I'm trying to think of like it, it is there a is there a service that someone could provide like rebroadcast the audio? Somebody just shows up to the game and you know it's like or like Instagram live or like yeah, essentially more or less. And I, like, I guess it has to be. Is Major League Baseball really trying to crack down on that? Hey. <laughs> How dare like you going to a movie theater? <laughs> trying to, I don't know. Uh, Big Ten hoops tonight. FS1, Nebraska, Ohio State, six thirty. Michigan Rutgers at eight thirty. Could you imagine if like that was your business plan, like? Like you try to undercut Might MLB work. TV. Like I tell you what, I'll share with you a secret link today. He's, if he's, you, it's, it's an OnlyFans. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just him <laughs> listening to just the going game. Going around to different, different. Uh, God, God. All right, uh, all the rest of the college basketball find at GlennClarkRadio.com. Wizards Lakers at ten thirty. A monumental. Only MLB fans. Uh, sure, <laughs> only MLB fans. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Hurricanes, Blue Jackets at 7. TNT Warriors, Knicks, 7.30. Heat Nuggets, 10. Round one of the Cognizant Classic at 2 o'clock on the Golf Channel. MLB Network's got Phillies, Blue Jays at 1. Dodgers, Reds at 8. And I'm pretty sure after Phillies, Blue Jays, there are 30, or 50, 30 teams in 15 days with the Orioles. But not the game. Not that. And if you are a true derelict, uh, the NFL Network for D-linemen and linebacker drills today at 3 o'clock from the Combine. Need those positions. Impact Wrestling at 8 on Axis TV. Non-sports? Um, unfortunately, not a whole lot. Of course, Impractical Jokers. Eric Andre uh, is back with the Jokers tonight at 10 on True TV. New I was episode. asking for, for advice about like finding a new show to watch. IJ. What? IJ. What is IJ? Impractical Jokers. No, that's no, that's not it. happening. That's not going to occur. And I, I keep seeing like ghosts being promoted i wouldn't watch network <laughs> and that's what i'm saying like there's no way well abbott elementary is great right but like yeah it's just, yeah you're right yeah, like you know one in 20 well it used to be that nbc would make nothing but great comedy like nbc had the office 30 rock and parks oh, and recreation yeah. all going at about the same time i mean like there's um but cbs's comedies have always sucked like they're always been terrible the big bang young, theory well young sheldon's tonight as well and it's awful and mike and molly and the what king of rock? queens <laughs> NBC still had the good place for a little while after. Like they've NBC has a track record of being capable of making right, good comedies. Yes. ABC Fox started with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, well, and then NBC it started on Fox, then it went to NBC. Yeah. Right. Um, ABC never really was great at comedies in this era, but Modern Family was very yeah, good, Modern Family. and Abbott. it made me more willing to consider other eight because Modern Family was so good. I was willing to consider other ABC comedies, and Abbott Elementary is outstanding, but. CBS has never, like, they've never had a good comedy in the modern well, era. Well, hold on. CBS series premiere tonight of Elsbeth. What is that? <laughs> I think it's a spinoff from Good Wife. Apparently she was a character in The Good Wife. Oh, is, is our guy going to show up then? Is uh, Josh? Wendell, Wendell Pierce? No, Josh. I don't know who Josh is. Josh Charles? Oh, Josh. Oh, oh. I didn't know Jesus. who I, I he was. Jesus. Good Wife. Wendell Pierce is in it for some reason. I love Wendell so, Pierce. He's in everything. Yeah, by yeah. The way. So you can check. So if you want, we'll probably really be on that fix, suit spinoff that they're making. If you really need to fix a Wendell Pierce. He's in this. Um, Otherwise, yeah. I asked not, about not ghosts. Lot. I was like, "There's no way that's funny, right?" And like our friend Wendy from '98 Rock is like, "I like it." I'm like, I don't know. I got more pleasant. It's the penultimate episode than... of The Traders tonight on Peacock. I'm so sorry, I haven't caught, been caught up. Uh, Schoolboy Q's gonna be on Fallon along with Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, and then uh, she's going to do this season of Stranger Things, and then she said she's done. Uh, that sounds right. She's also got a movie called Damsel coming out. Uh, it's like a dragon thing. She okay. fights a dragon. Have um, you heard about and Gordon Cormier, who was the fourteen-year-old who you're, you're ruined a... my childhood? Why? He's the kid that plays Aang in the new Avatar show, oh, in the live-action sure. Avatar show. There is 
some story on the internet today about Miley Cyrus's family. Allegedly, the her mother, who's not with Billy Ray Cyrus anymore, they're divorced. Her mother married a guy that apparently had previously been dating the other daughter. Uh, Noah? Noah? <laughs> who's that's a weird thing. I don't know what Noah's story is. And I don't want to say anything because I'll end up like... I love this headline from page6.com. Boyfriend stealing, name-calling, and Miley snubbing Billy Ray inside the dysfunctional Cyrus. A lot going on there. A lot happening. No, I'm not a fan of any of them. right? I think Miley's t- talented. It's really... I, it's a shame. I think Miley's very talented. I just don't think her music is very good. Like I think she, her songs don't match her talent. I think she's an incredible talent and rarely have her songs been able to bring that out. I think her songs are largely mid. Mm. I think Wrecking Ball was okay. Flowers is good. I, like I flowers. think Flowers is mid. I, like I think flowers. flowers is just a song that exists. You're, it's 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 a song for white people. Like It's very adequate. What are you, what are you calling like, me? There's nothing exceptional. White, yes, correct. There's nothing exceptional about Flowers in any way. It's just fine. Um, Wrecking Ball, I think, is as close. But was that song from years ago, the um, the climb? I thought that oh, kind yeah, of brought up, yeah. but like it required ballads because I just don't think her pop songs. Like everybody, Party loved, in the USA. No, Party in the USA is as mid as mid gets. No, it is so mid. Anyway, I think she's talented. I think she's very talented. And like when she did the rock covers, they were wonderful. But I don't care about her. Her career, me that that story. Oh, I was all in. I had to read all about it. The, the mom, uh, allegedly, this like older guy Dominic was dating Purcell. was dating Noah Cyrus, which is weird. And the mom myself. agreed the mom because she's younger than Miley, right? Like she's yeah, young. Yeah, she's like I think she's my age. I'm listening. Okay. I don't know. And a, allegedly, the mom scooped in, stole this older gentleman away, and they ran off and got married. And apparently, there's this. Huge problem within the Cyrus family, and I don't know how Billy Ray's involved, but everybody thinks that Miley snubbed him in her speech at the Grammys when she thanked everyone else except him. I don't know about any of it. None of it. Is that true? Did she snub him? Apparently. Like, Apparently. She, she just didn't say thanks she to everyone. Thank, she thanked everyone. She, she was like, thank She specifically said, thanks speci- to my family, named Noah, Tish. Right. Specifically named the other people. Yes, the mom's name is Tish, which also adds to it. Let's be honest. Tish and Dom add to it. The, the names add to all of this because then you forget, like, inherently, despite the fact that these people are wealthy, they kind of come from a white trash background, right? Like, oh, there's a little bit of everything here. There's just a lot going on, and I'm, I would watch this reality show. Not like the reality show they put on TV because that would be sanitized and nonsense, but, like, if this was a show, I would watch this. This, this is phenomenal. The Cyrus, uh, you know, but no, if like they made a the fi- Cyrus, uh, if they made a, like a fictional show, oh, I see, and told this well, they story, did that. it's called Hannah Montana. No, I don't think that's what they Hannah should Mon- reboot Hannah Montana right. and do tell this and story. Tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I'd watch it. Yeah, of course. Hannah Montana was great. No, it wasn't. It was. All right. Well, and you didn't watch anything, it. I, of I course, I didn't watch a single episode. So you I wouldn't know. There's no. Don't way. speak on Hannah Montana. Maybe it was brilliant. Anything else? We got to go. Somehow, the show where we had the least to do, we've gone to twelve twenty-seven. Uh, yes, that is everything. All right. Thanks to everybody at PressBox. All of our great sponsors. Oh, th- I didn't thank the guests. Thanks to Anthony Walker. Thanks to Derek Queen. We'll get that up in the greatest hit section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. On the program tomorrow, uh, Stan the Fan is in studio with us. Yes. 
We're going to talk some NFL draft with our buddy Joe Serpico. Correct. Hall of Famer Bobby Dandridge joins Whoa. the show. He's part of the CIAA tournament festivities. Um, I did not realize, because he played at Norfolk State. I was like, he didn't play in this. They were in the CIAA when he was at Norfolk State, so I didn't realize that. Um, I feel like there was something else tomorrow, wasn't there? Uh, All right, stuff and things. things. Stuff and yeah. things. Thanks, everybody, at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including... Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sins, Superbook Sports, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, if you've got a, a hot link for us to listen to the um, the game today, hot link. share it. <laughs> don't, uh, don't get arrested, of course, but share it. All right, have a, a great Thursday evening. Go UMBC, go Towson, Duke sucks.